sandworms could be here, he thought. I've never been on this planet before. There could be sandworms anywhere. The cool wind felt good against his still suit. I hate sandworms, he thought. Arrhythmic footsteps reverberated the sands, making it pulsate even as the melange circulated through his powerful thick veins and washed away his merited fear of the makers. With an ornithopter, you can go anywhere you want, he said to himself out loud. Hello and welcome to the eighth episode of Culture Terror. I am DK. I'm Lewis, and I must not reply. Reply is the mind killer. Reply is the little death that brings total hell thread. I will face my reply. I will permit it to pass over me and through me. And when it has gone past, I will turn the inner eye to see its path. Where the reply has gone, there will be nothing. Only posts will remain. <laughs> Chronicles of the Maudibon Post. <laughs> yes, and uh, today we will be discussing the um, recent film adaptation of uh, the novel Dune by Frank Herbert, which I presume everyone listening to this has already read. If you haven't, go do that. Not so much because of any like spoilers or anything gay like that, mostly just because it's a really good, really important novel. I would say really one of the few, maybe the only essential novels of the, of the latter half of the 20th century. I, I can't think of anything really comparable off the top of my head. How yeah, mm. like fiction novel? You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah, like like I would say there's some C.S. Lewis stuff. Okay, yeah, Narnia stuff, maybe Starship Troopers. Okay, some Heinlein kind some of Heinlein thing, stuff. Yeah. But of like the, if you were to pick a work like of like a, the best work from every Hein uh, so, a Heinlein, C.S. Lewis, other big 20th century guys. There's a little more. Uh, it's a little more broad. There's not too many great Frank Herbert books. No. And yeah. of like, but it is this is probably the, not know. even the, the, all the Dune books are particularly good. Yeah, uh, some of them are some, some of the sequels are are pretty good. Um, but but yeah, the the I think that the highlight and really the the essential one and the one that, um, you know is is I think justifiably the most well known is is the original Dune, um, which I know we we sort of touched on it in a, in an episode earlier we did on some of the computer game adaptations particularly dune 2 and dune 2000 um which are kind of the same game just one has you know one was released a couple you know a decade after the other and had full motion video cinematics when that was a thing in, in real-time strategy games and computer games generally um but they're pretty much the same plot pretty much the same mechanically the same game um etc uh and and uh, you know the video game kind of a, a kind of video game adaptation of the source material actually quite a good one I think one that that, that does well anyway you can listen to that episode um, and I'm sure you know we, we, as we said we you know there's always a possibility of returning these things as they become more relevant there's also a a really good um, myth of the 20th century episode on Dune which is mostly about the novel um, also I you know highly recommended listening um, and 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 I think we'll be you know probably touching. Uh, using that as a touchstone uh, for for the for the present discussion, but yeah, t today we are mostly primarily discussing this particular film adaptation, which is the second motion picture adaptation. I guess the third, um, like like televisual adaptation, if you count the the sci-fi miniseries. I have vague memories of some kind of animation project that did it. But I Oof. don't know if that's even true or a fever dream of mine. Well, there was Jodorowsky's Dune too, which I don't know how how you would how you would count that, right? There's like a documentary about a film adaptation that was never made. 
Um, yeah. Major motion picture. Yeah. I don't know if there was a, there was, I remember there's some, there's some level, there's, there's, I mean, there's Dune animation out there. I don't know how official it is, but right. I, I have fever dreams of watching Dune product. Yeah. It, but who knows if that's, who knows, you know, yeah. the, the swamps of America, I couldn't find, you know, <laughs> whatever. Um, also, if you're going to watch this product, uh, it is free. If you are a Telegram user, and most of us have Telegram, that is, that, like, that shit's already free, nigga. Like, <laughs> like, 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 you just watch that shit on Telegram. Or, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I it's, did it. it. Yeah, no, I, I definitely don't. I mean, well, I, I will say maybe here at the outset, which I'm, I'm curious how this uh, opinion gets received because sometimes I get accused of, of things. But uh, I actually liked the film. I thought it was a good film. I, not to say that you should pay for it. Do not pay, pay for it. I mean, you know, like uh, <laughs> don't do that. But um, yeah, I, 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 I would say as uh, I mean, for me, the question, and and, and that's maybe you know uh, something maybe we can say talk right off the bat um to some extent it's like there's always there's kind of a question of like who is this for um like what is the point of these kinds of adaptations generally uh it you know that's a good place to start because the so i know how this movie was made it was hollywood cannot make new films it's literally impossible there was probably a i don't know if it was villanueva villanueva's ace hit i think uh villeneuve villeneuve yeah. Not Villanova? No. Oh, that's the yeah. what it means, but you know. Yeah. So Villeneuve was, or somebody, or it's like some writer, some probably like white guy who really likes Dune, managed to corner somebody in Hollywood and say, all right, I wanted to do Star Wars cross Game of Thrones. Yeah. There's an existing property. Already got one movie done in the 80s. Yeah. And that is enough to get it done. Well, not just that. Villeneuve himself, I, I know he's done other films, but I think the two most recent and most salient films that he's done were um uh arrival and uh blade runner 2049 both of which were i would say quite competently directed i had i think i think more issues with the former than with the latter i actually again i think a lot of people in our thing um well people i don't know it's funny because on i know uh like the memes of ryan gosling in blade runner 2049 are hot and heavy and have been basically since release i think that it really reverberated you know his character really reverberated with with guys in our thing and and uh, to some extent even outside of our thing um uh You're just like me yeah exactly the i know uh i know the tedious guys have have been generally fairly negative and, and i know there's a lot of people who say like oh it's antiseptic and it's kind of you know um i actually really liked it and we'll, we'll get into that because i think alex mcnab made a really good point on the um when, when, when they briefly discussed the film on on tedious recently uh, where he said that basically the 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 art direction is is almost identical with Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I think that's true. I I just think it's a good thing. I think it works so for the setting. I I can we'll go ahead and go right into it. So there's this thing where it's way cheaper to do really good CGI now. It's uh, this movie was thirty million dollars cheaper than the Jungle Cruise movie. Oh wow. Yeah. So like yeah, you, CGI has gotten cheap. There's enough. Yeah. It's kind of like we're kind of in the era of like when Miyazaki was doing like commercials where <laughs> animation was so cheap in Japan at the time you could right. have, you could just hire out the best guys for right. like projects that are well, and the, and the mid-level and the sets were, you, you mean, one of the things that I noticed, which actually again works for the setting works for the story is you have these big empty sets with like one or two actors in them. Like you have very, very, you know, and, and, and it, because it's kind of this high, as you say, game of Thronesy almost, which of course, obviously George R. R. Martin 
would have read Frank Herbert, and I think it, you know the direction of influence there goes from Herbert yeah. to to Martin. But be that as same it, thing with Lucas, definitely Solid. exactly. Yeah. Well, obviously, I mean, I think even at the time in 1977, people like were like, oh yeah, he's you know obviously read Dune, and this is like you know in, in some ways influenced by you know the Desert Planet and all this kind of stuff, Tatooine. But um, yeah, that that for the story, you have this kind of very aristocratically focused story. You you know it's it's definitely a kind of great man of history. Um, anthropology that that it's operating. We could obviously talk more about that in, in a little bit. And so, like, yeah, you're not concerned with common folk except for in a couple shots. Other than that, it's you know you you you're really concerned with a handful of noble born um, personages. And so I, that's also cheap, right? I mean, you you can construct a set, paint a set, do a bunch of CGI, and it's well, really cheap. Well, this is weird the CGI thing is that also the CGI is it's good. Like it looks it looks fantastic, but it does have so CGI still has problems with pulling off that like dirty look. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yes. So Star Wars, you know, the original Star Wars is famous. Yes, because for, there's yeah. there's muck and mud everywhere, which would go really well in a Dune thing, right? Dune products should be kind of mucky and yes, gritty. You know, obviously, like, but there is a certain level of like cleanness that it's it makes CGI affordable. Like when you start move, like introducing more and more elements, this things these things spiral out of control. Yes, Blade Runner actually did quite well. I think Blade Runner, the new twenty forty, not whatever twenty forty nine. Yeah, yeah. There was enough practical small like they would like go into like a, a shitty like building and it would be all shitty, which gave you enough of a, of a vibe. Enough of a vibe. Yes. Whereas uh, Dune didn't really bother with that uh, too much. Also, like in terms of true Villeneuve, this is a great like you can do this forever. Where you like, hey, give me eighties product. <laughs> I will remake it at probably a cheaper price point. Yeah. But with to modern sensibilities and with the modern ticket prices and you know, like there's a million things why this is a great great scam. We're going to see uh Villeneuve's ET probably soon, you know like Oh god. No, I'm, that, that's that's a, that's a shame. <laughs> I'm post. sure I'm sure. Well, that was what I wanted to say was was he is clearly like he's currently the go-to well, he likes these, sci-fi director because right? he likes the original products. Yes. So a lot of directors and writers especially in Hollywood a lot of Hollywood people like really hate that they had to make the movies in the 80s they made I think like they <laughs> yeah. I, they yeah like and and Villeneuve doesn't he yeah he yeah. likes he likes that stuff right he 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 well, what was it there's a famous I think you I saw from an interview I don't know how I don't know where it's from I can't speak to the provenance maybe I just got tricked but I don't think so there was some interview with him where they were discussing like oh I'm going to adapt Dune and he's like, well, you know, it's impossible to adapt anything. It's more like a rape. But it's going to be like a gentle rape. You know, like a loving rape. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to rape it lovingly. <laughs> and uh, it's a loving rape of, of Dune. I think that's a, that he accomplished uh, that that goal. Yeah. Um, I, I liked Arrival. I had problems because I'm, I'm a total nerd about language, in case anyone hadn't noticed. And so, like, the... Some the I don't know, And I haven't read the original the short story that it was based on, but it's kind of a too clever by half sort of... Um, Thing and because I'm I'm super focused on you know the way these kinds of things work. Often I, I get annoyed when when um, there are premises that are wrong that are based in our kind of uh, I don't want to go too far down this road. Anyway, I, I was I, there were things about Arrival that I like at the kind of um, uh, uh, philosophical level that I took issue with. But I will say that it was very well shot, very well directed. Um, he got good performances out of his actors. I would definitely say the same thing for Blade Runner 2049, and I would definitely say the same thing for Dune, with the sole and glaring exception, which we, um, we should we should 
talk about it in a second. I don't want to go there quite yet. I want to return to this thing about the um, the, the nature of the adaptation of Liet Kynes, who I just like. Uh, again, for those who are maybe not familiar or haven't or just need their um, memory jogged or whatever. Uh, so the character in the novel is a kind of grizzled old man. He's very much a Lawrence of Arabia. I mean, obviously the whole setting he went, is kind he went of, native. Yeah, yeah he's, he went native, right? <clears throat> he's, he's an imperial bureaucrat scientist. He's bureaucrat gang, scientist gang, um, who went native. He became fully integrated with the Fremen, who's actually, you know, it's later revealed he was their secret leader. Um, and like sort of their planet wide, to the extent they have a planet wide, you know, kind of. If they're union rep. Yeah, because they're all yeah. very, you know, Fremen are extremely localized. They're, they're really the most important or level of organization is their siege, their, their kind of local cave complex thing. Um, he was sort of their, yeah, the, the kind of their, their go between and their sort of nominal, not that he could give directions to any individual siege, but he was the, he was their guy. And, um, and, and, you know, he, and he had a, he took a Fremen wife. And they had a daughter, and that's the daughter that that Paul ends up marrying, Chani. Who again, we should talk. That's a, I think a, not quite as bad cast. I actually took more issue with the direction than with the casting. We'll get to that later. Um, well, also, I mean, this is my opinion too. But like, uh, Leah Kynes is kind of a mirror figure for the Duke, in some ways. Yes, definitely. And this yeah. and the casting <laughs> makes it absurd. Yeah, and yeah, not, not even, even. Well, okay. So so again, in, yeah, in the in the original story, in the novel, and then also in the in the in the Lynch 1984 adaptation played by Max von Sydow, who's just fantastic. It's one of the, you know there were there were ups and downs in that in that film. He was definitely one of the ups, and um, uh, you know it's, it's he's, a, he's a Nordic man, and he just sells it really well. He does a very very good performance uh, in the. Um, in the in this adaptation, Dune 2021, Leah Kynes is gender switched to a female, which kind of already doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But uh, not just a female, but like the dumbest, blackest, retard gorilla nigga I have ever seen on film. And 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 it's not even just that she's black. It's that uh, it's that like. First of all, well, she's not a great actor. She's she's her performance so there, sucks. So there's a kind of a crew. Like, I guess the like, most important thing Leah Kynes does in the in the movie is that he's also as the like the top bureaucrat on arrakis he's the go-between between whenever there's a transfer of power he signs off on it right and uh he's obviously like very pro atreides because they're not like behaving badly with the firemen there's not like a, they're they kind of they're trying to truce things out stop the you know occupation war between the firemen and the uh imperial houses and He's Leah Kynes been ordered to like ignore all the Harkonnens' antics right. in the transfer, right? Yeah, and even though he they personally would prefer the Atreides to rule, right? Okay, that that makes sense. But when the uh, you know the Atreides go to go to him and say, "Hey, look, they've like damaged all this stuff," you know, all this stuff. He's the actress is like lemma, like like can't hold back a smile, like yeah, yeah, I don't care, yeah, hey, like but like there's not. <laughs> And it makes like the whatever inner conflict this person was supposed to have because she kind of turns very pro Atreides towards the end. It like, comes out of nowhere in this adaptation. Like she's just she's like, yeah, not my problem. Kind of DMV Shaniqua type attitude. Yeah, and then and all like, of a sudden, out of nowhere, she's like, yeah, actually, I'm, I'm going like, to sacrifice myself. I have this, I have this yeah. deep kind of honor thing. Yeah, uh, which in that deep honor thing makes more sense in the novel where he's kind of a like a he's well, he's not, I wouldn't say like a mirror of the Duke, but it's 
So the Duke is trying to do what he did earlier, but for uh, with a much grander scale. Whereas, uh, so the Duke wants to come to Iraq and make peace with the Fremen and do all this stuff. This guy did that, you know, a hundred years ago, and and they're very similar in that they're kind of like you know grizzled veterans and all this stuff, and they're um, and and they're both kind of like constrained by honor codes. But uh, obviously, you know, Leah Kynes is more successful because he has like not doesn't have like galaxy spanning ambitions like the duke does and it's kind of there's kind of this interplay there between you know being a father figure to uh yeah, yeah, yeah. no i mean there's all kinds of you know interesting character dimensions to to the to this character that are that are not only just i mean she, she just does a terror like and i saw this take on twitter among people who were like yeah you know it's unfortunate that people have to think in terms of why was she cast obviously it's because of like quote-unquote diversity but also she's just sucks like the performance is objectively terrible it's bad it's flat she doesn't sell anything her she's just kind of reciting the lines and it it just it it it, it's completely um it's just dumb i also i also want to emphasize i mean to me like i mean the the racial thing it's kind of almost at a certain point it's kind of like whatever i like there's there's i could i could almost um how to say this like idris elba in this role right you could make it. You could make. You could get upset about the racial thing, but I could sort of actually. I could sort of get over that and be like, what? If he gave a good performance, I could be like, whatever. It's not even just that she didn't give a good performance, though. She's. I, I was looking this up because she looks way too young. It's just ridiculous. She. And she's current. She was born in 1976, which means she's currently 45. Which means when this, when it was filming, she was probably like 40. Some you know, or like yeah. 40, 41, 42, right? This was probably being filmed two, three years ago. So like, she looks about 40. She looks maybe maybe just over 40. Which like and, and and she and it even says it's a line in in the book. It's clearly you know he's been here twenty years, more than twenty years even. In in and it, that's repeated in the script that she's been here twenty years. What since you were like nineteen? You know what I mean? It, it's just one of these things. They're like, yeah, so you're an imperial planetologist at nineteen, you know, because of black girl magic or something. Like it, it's just she's too young. She's the wrong race. She she's a terrible actor, and and it's just all around garbage. Um, and and it's it's like I don't know I, again not to say that I would like Idris Elba in this role but I could see Idris Elba giving a performance that I wouldn't have those kind of technical complaints about that would at least make us more sense in 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 from a casting direction like like because it just takes you out of the movie it takes you out of the the universe it it's it's just it's just unforgivable and 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 uh, I, I don't know I, whatever I, hopefully AI can can solve yeah. I, I imagine AI will be able to solve the this great problem. part is is like there's nothing there's no shortage of like ancient wizened british actors who could have done this role like right. to the t right like, there's not even this is not you could like throw a you go to like you know what is it the what's the shakespeare theater in london the globe yeah they go to the globe and swing a stick and just pick the find, the, ol, find the oldest guy there and just grab him. i'm pretty sure a, a, a shitlord with with technical skills could do could insert alec guinness and do an alec guinness as Leah kind's ai substitution because she's not even in that many scenes like there's you know it's 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 like I don't whatever, and it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Um, you could let her cut around her. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it's really, it's 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 almost an afterthought, which you you can sort of see. You know, I, I I can only imagine his frustration as a director. Like, oh my god, I have to cast this negress, and then oh my god, I cast this negress, and then, like she gives this terrible performance, and, and like oh god. So anyway, um, yeah, that was I I think the the only real. Um, that was definitely the lowest point, and I would even say really the only like super low point of the film. Um, and it was obvious, sort of what the, that it was a political decision, not an artistic one, and and whatever. 
But uh, as far as I, I do want to, as I said, circle back to this this question of like, you know, again, who is this for? Because um, like fans of the novel, I mean, do you really need do you really need a movie adaptation? You know what I mean? Yeah, people people always talk about a Dune adaptation, and it's also I think people who like Dune like also realize it's impossible to adapt the way you want it because Frank Herbert's writing style is person thinks. Goes right. into a conversation. There's as a like lot a, of inner monologue. Well, and, and also like, the conversations are like knife fights yeah. half the time, right? <laughs> right. So there's this guy thinking about what he's going to say and trying to say it. Right. And how this person reacts. And okay. And like, yeah. And it's just, so you can't film that without like, obviously you mentioned it in the pre-show, like a voiceover of. <laughs> Which Lynch did. And it, I mean, you see why he did it because, the, you know, basically you have an impossible choice. This, I, I, so. I get, okay, so yeah, this gets to something I want to talk about, and this, this builds on our earlier discussion in, in the um, in the Mario episode in our in our crossover stream with with uh, Control Alt Right. Uh, thinking about films as a medium, like look, look at the characteristics of different types of media, right? Like with a with a book, you can pick it up and put it down whenever. So length basically isn't an issue. Like yeah, nobody you know if you write a fifteen hundred page novel, like that's going to limit things to some extent, but it, in principle, it's not really any different from like five, 300 page novels to some extent, right? So it's, you could pick it up, you could put it down. There's basically infinite levels of detail that you can go into. You can jump in and out of characters' heads. You can do third person um, omniscience. You can go on pages and pages and pages of expository dialogue, all, all of which Frank Herbert does at length, right? I mean, he goes, um, so Lestrand will not stand for this, or Lestrade will not stand for this. Yeah, like, and then. Now here's like a paragraph on what that means. What the, and, exactly, yeah. and and the but you know little bits that he can mention the Butlerian Jihad and then circle back and go like oh this and that about the Butlerian Jihad and 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 all this other kind of stuff. You can also like completely change genres. I mean, you go from um, you know every little chapter in June and in Dune starts with uh, like a journal entry from Princess Irulan, right? And it, or or different like you know imperial planetological. Um, survey texts and different kinds of bits and pieces. And One's snippets. actually what a children's story right. picture book of, yeah, like the events of Dune written after the fact. Like, exactly. Yeah, it's, really, it's really creative. It's very, very good. It, I think, and it, was he the first to do something like this? I don't know if he was. Because people have done quotes, but yeah, he fictionalized like different, whole, like. It was like a whole lore very book. Tol- kind of very like, Tolkien yeah. Yes. Stuff. Very, very kind of Tolkien, like fake history ish kind of thing. Very, very much so. Um, and, and like multimedia in its presentation. So, so there's all kind. basically there's no limit when it comes to the written word. The downside or the trade-off is you have to, there's like a, there's like a minimum IQ threshold. Um, it's act, it's a, it's a kind of active imaginary construction on the part of the reader. Uh, you have to be able to visualize, um, you have to, you know, and, and you have to be able, and you have to write in such a way that it's going to facilitate that kind of visualization or, or that kind of mental construction. Um, and it's not going to be standard, right? It's 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 not going to be something that everybody, everybody, you know, you can describe characters well enough that maybe everybody has a kind of similar enough picture in their head. But until there's a picture that's a literal, like visual picture, um, it's not going to be standardized. Now that that again, that it's not that that's I'm that's not entirely a bad thing either. It's just the way that it is. Um, with film, with visual media, I mean, you could do you know comic books or even paintings. Um, but but also obviously you know televisual media uh, uh, films and, and, and TV shows, um, uh, which are basically the same thing obviously from a kind of like media analytical perspective. Uh, you, okay, all like all of that 
work on the part of the reader, on the part of the consumer is offloaded. It's entirely passive. There's no mental construction involved. There's no active, um, you know, mental effort that's that's needed. And, and it's entirely passive. This is, you know, I think why TV brain is kind of just extremely gay and bad and, and something to be avoided is, is, you know, you become entirely passive, uh, and, and you get your brain filled up with these images and, and, you know, there's maybe some benefit to that. Um, I think over on, on balance, it's, it's probably a fairly big loss and, and definitely doesn't compete in any way with, with, um, with reading, uh, in general, um, the, uh, the, the thing though is, is, uh, you, you, okay. So on the one hand, you, um, you gain, you, you lower the IQ threshold, you lower the intelligence threshold, you lower the difficulty level. Um, you make it more kind of mass market oriented, more reproducible, um, artistically. I don't know. I mean, you, you maybe gain the ability to have certain particular kinds of effects, like people seeing things on a screen, maybe affects them in certain ways more viscerally than than reading them um to some extent maybe or at least for certain kinds of people be pulled off in a certain way i think there's yeah. a high skill threshold for the creator definitely in that, in that definitely kind of stuff, for sure but but the downside is like okay well first of all at a practical level um particularly when it comes to adapting material like dune um you like like or anything really i mean okay so then now you the, the, the number one thing is okay you're 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 your task now is to create a visual image, right? A visual auditory image. Um, well, if you're just filming people going around, like basically on, you know, like a stage play, that's not a very hard problem. As soon as you're outside of extreme realism, um, you know, just following people around in, in basically normal everyday types of settings that, that don't involve any special effort, um, it gets very expensive very fast, especially if you're talking about, like, because with a fantasy or science fiction novel, or story, you know, written word, uh, you, you can, you could do whatever. I mean, it's literally there's again, there's just no limit. You can, you can talk about impossible shapes. You can talk about square circles. You can talk about, you know, um, um, insane triangles that, 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 you know, scream at you. And, and that's like a thing that you can do. And, and, you know, it, it kind of falls on the reader to, to, um, to engage with that. Um, and it can be quite effective on the part of the author. How would you, how would you depict on a visual, on a, on a, how would you depict a, a, a you know a, an angry triangle screaming at you on a, on a film like especially in like it's like a science fiction context it, it just becomes a very hard problem a, a very clever director working with a very clever um you know art uh art direction team and and cinematographer can can maybe come up with with a kind of a solution but there's always going to be trade-offs downsides it's not nearly going to be the same thing as, as working with the written, written word and then the more kind of a, you know fantastic you know you, one of the classic problems here is like dragons and monsters and stuff like that um uh, you know we were, uh, we were recording this close to, to close to halloween I was watching uh, the original ghostbusters and you know the, it it's a it's a classic and i actually i mean for as as jewish as it is i i, I still enjoy it um but it's it's hard at this point not to notice like you know the monsters and the practical effects so, like some of them is some of it's pretty good but a lot of it is just it's just it, it you know in, in this age of CGI it, it just don't it just hits different right it it just doesn't it's just obviously you're looking at a toy um kind of kind of thing and so it's 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 a really hard problem for directors to some extent to do that even even bigger problem I think in the kind of more fundamental problem though is like in terms of um in in terms of character in terms of the characters minds 
right? Or or this kind of this relationship between the exposition, the expository dialogue, where the you know the narrator, or whoever, explains what's going on while the action is paused to some extent, uh, versus like you know characters speaking lines and doing things. Um, you know, in a, in a novel, especially a novel like Dune, you can just you can, as I said, jump in and out of characters' heads. You can hear their thoughts. You can you can hear everything. Yeah. Well, it's a big problem because Dune is a novel of like dueling geniuses, mm-hmm. right? So it doesn't make any sense when it expose things right. that they already know, right? Like, right. You, like if if you two people are very smart and they're like debating something, they don't like stop and. Yeah, like in the original, in in the in the in Dune One, so to speak, the computer, the first computer game adaptation of it, there, like at the beginning, uh, Duke Leto tells Paul, like, "Paul, I am your father." <laughs> so it's like, you know, Paul's like an idiot who just like, I don't know who this person is. You yeah, know, like. and it was funny is I think well the actual like meeting his Dune and I I I am not quite as bullish on Dune as you are, but it is I think still worth watching for free on Telegram. Um, they have to make Paul much dumber than he is in the book because then the exposition wouldn't make any sense right so they get so uh there's a thing called mentats 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 I don't know <laughs> there's no mentos ment what is yeah sure. the fresh the compute the computation maker there's mentats in it fallout so they're called Remember the, uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, smart yeah. pills yeah, yeah. Uh, which is reference to dune but uh so they are a part of the universe they are effectively a like a human wikipedia index and calculator and they can specialize in certain fields but Effectively, they're really good at assimilating information uh, mnemonically into their brain, and like basically making their brain into a database. And there's really in in these noble houses, they're pretty common to have on as savants. And it's revealed in like chapter two of Dune that, uh, unaware of his like not almost to him, Paul's been been trained as one of these since birth. Um, and that one of like the big Atreides plot. Because it's always because like, Paul is a there's a lot of plots going on, Paul, but like the Atreides plot is to make him a Mentat Duke, which would be the most powerful Duke in terms of like just pol- pol- right. politicking, because he wouldn't be relying on these advisors who are smart. He would be the smart. He would advisor. be the guy. Yeah, uh, and that's just you know the the, the Atreides line for him. That's a hundred percent cut out. Uh, in fact, Mentats are are not cut out, but they're there's like hints. There's the uh, they have the. The characters in the movie with like the little lip tattoo are mentats, but they don't explain what that is, what that does. One of them does math at one point, and his eyes roll back into his head really fast. Yeah, that was okay. So which that was, which was good, yeah. like right. Well, but, it was the kind of thing where if again that, that speaks to like again, sort of like who is this for? I want to have an additional point on that. I want to make in a, in a minute, but but yeah, it was like if you if you were familiar with the source material, you read the novel, you know what a mentat is. Then you see this. He asks the mentat this question. The, he like rolls the eyes in the back of his head. And then gives an answer. So you're like, okay, that's how he's doing. He's like, okay, he's doing he's, the calculation. He's a mentat. Going you know. in a database mode. Yeah. Right. He has a tattoo. Like and it worked really, yeah, exactly. And it worked really, really, he has, yeah, this little uh, kind of goatee almost tattoo type thing. It worked really well. And and it was a great kind of nod where, but but at the same time, if, if you, if you're the, if you're someone in the audience who hadn't read the novel, like it still makes sense as a scene, but you're just completely missing what's going so on. So I, 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 I probably put this up earlier. I have talked to normies about Dune who have not read Dune. Okay, yeah, this was yeah. They don't have a fucking clue what happened, dude. In the it, what do you, the in movie, that, they're in like that scene the, or the, the movie, the generally? movie. They're like this. That thing was boring. It was <laughs> dumb. I didn't like it. That's funny. Um, I think foreign audiences are appreciated it more than we did. I think they knew that. 
because Four Nights are more willing to like watch American movies to kind of go with it and watch the right. story. Yeah. But like American normies of like not unintelligent people that you hadn't read Dune before or hadn't read Dune and like loved it. You know, they probably maybe read it in high school or whatever. Mm. Uh, really, I really they read it and they forgot it and they couldn't follow the movie. I so I don't know just how, how yeah. well or if this project yeah, actually, actually read it in read high it, school, yeah. but uh, they it was just. That's funny. People, people had like they. I tell people fall, fall asleep. Like, <laughs> like levels of. Well, I can see. That. I mean, well, Americans just have terrible attention spans generally. I, I, I want to say so. So, Mrs. DK. Oh, this is like my reference for this. So, so, so we watch it at home. Uh, definitely paid for it. Yeah, that's that's a thing that happened. Um, and uh, and uh, so she. So we we had like she hadn't. She knew, so she was sort of vaguely familiar with it, but uh, didn't hadn't really. Had you seen the first Dune film? No, no, she hadn't seen she hadn't seen the Lynch. We she listened. We we were on a road trip once, and we list, she listened. We listened together onto the. Oh, I wanted to mention this. The uh, there's an audio book presentation. There's an audio book pre- production, I should say, on Audible. There's one on Telegram that I found that's free. That's basically the same narration, but it's not the full production. I'm sure it's fine. Uh, if you can find a way to get the Audible production, it's basically like. It's basically a radio play. It's 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 narrated by the same guy that has does just the narration, but they have like a distinct character actors for Irulan for all of for several different characters. They have cool like sound effect like space type you know sound effect stuff going on. It's a really really good production. I would even say it may be worth if there's no, if you can't find it, it may be worth paying for that particular production on Audible. Um, so yeah, we listened to like the first few chapters on an, on a, on a drive once. Um, and she liked it, but not enough to like, just, you know, didn't, I guess, grab her so, so closely to, um, to want to, you know, just do it on her own. And, and then, but she knew that I liked it and it was like, okay, fine. So we were watching it and she was actually hooked. She actually really enjoyed it. She, she, part of it is also just how she is. She just kept, um, asking questions and I had to like, exp- you know, it, 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 it definitely, I could see how it would help to have someone, um, to like explain what's going on in, in a way that like the Lynch movie, Again, it's it's one of these trade-offs. Like, how do you do this? You know, how do you even make this in the in the whatever the, the four-hour director's cut? I admire you. <laughs> I could not watch this movie with a girlfriend who didn't know what was going on. I would. Snap. Oh, I just love the material so much that I was just like, no, I was happy to to do it. You oh, know, who's that guy? Did yeah, you, well, that was. Yeah. Like, it, no, it was more like what I don't understand. Like, what did he talk? Or why did he do? You know, sort yeah. of like what's you know what's what's up? What's the, what's the deal with these uh, uh, sandworms? You know, yeah, yeah. And, and it's like, well, you know, um, and I I was I'm careful enough to like I always try to like you know leave um, like for example I didn't mention the connection between the sandworms and the spice because that's a kind of major plot point that's a mystery that you know so that I'll let that in the you know when when we watch the uh, the sequel the second half of the book adaptation but yeah for 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 if you're if you're at home and you have someone next to you if you I, I could that's a kind of maybe unique circumstance or at least not a very common one um but but uh she ended i think it would i i'm curious how it would have gone if she um if she didn't have me there i will say though that part of the reason why she was interested in the first place because there was a lot of chatter a surprising amount I mean, it's not just you know, science fiction fans. It's not even just like they're clearly trying to do some kind of Bugman thing with this, and and we'll see how that goes, I guess. Um, like, you know, to make it in the new Bugman thing, like like they did with Lord of the Rings. I think that well, the new, I don't see how it could. You work. can't because Villeneuve doesn't doesn't do like lore dumps. Yeah, in Blade <laughs> Runner, he's he's like we're just gonna go with it. like right. What could you lack? Unless you're gonna, assuming like someone's gonna go back and read the novels, 
Right. In which they won't really need the movies. Well, they didn't, but they didn't like read the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. To, you know what I mean? Or even Harry Potter. That's well, I, okay. I also want to circle back to that, make a mental note, do the, do the mental thing. Yeah. Well, I just, but what I mean is there's, there's certain kind of, there will be Funko Pops. That goes without question. Yeah. Of course there will. But but my my question is more like or the the, the interesting thing that I've noticed about this is because um, like I think pretty much our guys either all are all very familiar with Dune most of them read it and liked it right I mean it's sort of almost a it, it's it's a just a very common thing with the you know we're mostly white we're, you know if you're a white man of a certain age you will have read and appreciated Dune that's just kind of baseline um, what, what's interesting to me is. Uh, like you know this was this was like kind of like water cooler chatter level or this is like kind of a it at least seems to be the beginnings well, of it's supposed to be the first big movie post covid there's that that's too. the narrative yeah. that they're yeah. going with right but it seems to be working and that's yeah. the thing is like well, it, people it, want to go like do the big event we also want to finish covid like all right well, yeah, right hey yeah. we had a blockbuster movie right and you know we're not watching you know so and I, I know oh, people want sense. to go see this like in IMAX and stuff like a lot. Yeah, no, it's it it it, it seems to be something of a of a. I guess maybe that, that's probably it. The COVID context is is provided. This is like the well, the, I think everybody kind of understands the Marvel thing is done. Like they're going to continue. Oh make yeah, a this, couple is, movies, this, this Eternals thing has like no. Uh, it's like the is w, it even out? It's, or is I it, don't know. It's like the WNBA. <laughs> it's like the WNBA of Marvel like, films. Exactly. No one knows what's <laughs> no going one, on. What's no one cares? No one knows the season is. There's right. a lot of commercials for it, but. <laughs> You know, it's the WNBA of Marvel. That's films. a perfect analogy. I completely agree. Yeah, I had, no one gives a. Sh- it's just obviously like with with the you know, no one, like no one's gonna go watch Iron Man be a little black girl. It's just like or whatever. I don't I, even know. Dude, I can't even. I I have read a lot of Marvel back in the day. I can't, I'm not familiar with Eternals. Yeah, I, I don't. Right. I couldn't. I think it's a relatively recent thing. I don't think I it, couldn't name yeah. an Eternal. I don't even know There's what they one are. Called, I don't care. Like, Fatso. That, <laughs> but I know that because I saw memes making fun of him. He's the smart one. And oh, he, and he's played by like a real like suitcase handle lip, oh. and it's really funny. And yeah. he's, he's called, and he's like overweight. It's like a fatso, but he's really smart. Oh, sure. But he's just like looks like a. I mean, I could see how that might actually be funny. To oh watch. no, like, not if you suspend disbelief. Yeah, you know? no, for sure. It's you know, the, hey, the, the aliens made him smart. Whatever. Right. I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. I, don't I haven't read Eternals. <laughs> I don't know how he gets powers. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but. We're going, but no, I think I think that that's going to carry this. It was just it was it was noteworthy to me because because also this is aggressively, I think, very aggressively like a sequel thing. Like yeah, there might be like oh she was mad at the end. She's like, wait, that's it? What? Yeah. I don't understand. Oh, yeah. Where's the rest of the story? Well, also, like two hours and like epic movies in normal yeah. minds like two and a half to three and a half. Yeah, the movies have gotten really long. Yes, and they this have. one is this is already two and a half. Hours. Well, I think it's two and a half. Oh yeah, it's uh, two and a half. Oof. And Villeneuve tries to tie things up faster than he could. Like he's I, doing his best. To, he he again. I I, there, I have dude, very few technical three? criticisms. There could be. Well, I three I was Dune actually. Films. I saw someone talk. Not someone. I mean, like I saw on the internet, like the thing was like like tri- the word trill. I saw the word trilogy in connection with this. Like you know, because I think the Hobbit, which is a whole other thing, but like Peter Jackson, it was originally obviously the Hobbit is barely enough material for one film. It was originally going to be two films, and then Peter Jackson, because he's Peter Jackson, was able to be like, "Oh, let's uh, make it a tr- it's the Hobbit trilogy," you know. Yeah. And, <laughs> and everybody and, went for it. In that respect, I think we are in the golden age of villain the movie before he gets too much power yeah. and can do be like he can Lucas himself or right. yeah. Jackson himself in like yeah. doing this. So like he's gonna have enough external constraints, yeah, yeah. To, to make this manageable. Yeah, I, but I, that said, but, I actually do think there's definitely room for three. You could you could oh, see yeah. you could see three novels. You three could even films, like I mean. do like. Dune episode two part one if he goes to like right. a second but like you could stretch this thing 
Well, I mean, just narratively, right? I mean, there's the whole... Basically, you have the whole Paul becoming a Fremen arc, well, and that also, could be a whole thing. just the way that Dune was written is... It's hard to adapt for all the reasons of dialogue, but it's easy to adapt in that it was a serial. Yes. Dune was written in a serialized manner, so it's full of tight, individuated arcs. Yes. That end. That like, end in, in like, at a satisfying ways, chapter yeah. points. Like, and, like, yeah. Like, I think, like, like the movie, yeah, like, a, oh, he made contact with the Fremen and, and got, like, jumped in. And now it's over is like unsatisfying to a reader, but like narratively makes sense, right? Yeah. And like leaves them wanting more of this stuff, you know? Right, which is always important. Yeah, right? yeah, um, yeah. So, so, but I, I was, I was mostly, I, it was, it was noteworthy to me, as I said, that that there, there seems to be an audience and a large audience and a, and basically a growing audience of of. Um, whether it's some amount of code fatigue, some amount of like people it, looking for the thing, the next big kind of blockbuster type thing, which we haven't had in a while. We know it was a, it was a breath of fresh air in this thing that I think is going to resonate with people, if like the general public. It is very anti Marvel in that it, decided that there is some kind of hokey, like fictiony stuff or fantasy stuff, it is extremely like self serious. Yes. And there is not a shred of irony in this thing. No. There's like yeah. jokes, but they're in universe jokes, right? Yes. It's not. Like Marvel is almost unwatchable in term if you like if you don't yeah. like pop culture references a lot right. yeah it's gonna like well it's I mean what's funny about Marvel is is I was just as you were talking I'm thinking about this because the, the the word that popped in my head for Dune Dune is an epic I mean leave aside kind of yes. whatever it's, yes. it is it is an epic it's a science fiction epic uh, Marvel has or the, these 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 you know the the blue la- this blue laser from space that's gonna destroy everything is there to try to give you a sense of stakes that, you know, may or may not work on you depending on who you are as an audience, but they never, it, it's just, they're not epic. They're, they're, it's weird because it's like, they're trying to give you like epic stakes without being an epic or something. Or, I don't even know what it is. What it, it means just, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just, you know, it's it's cotton candy, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's and sugar in Dune Beach being a smarter film. Right. So like the thing that makes the stakes, I think there's all like, there's a lot of like dialogue, but in terms of like how serious things are, in Dune, there's a really good scene of the hunter killer drone, and then they find the guy, and he had like been walled into the building as like a suicide attack. Okay, I was like, oh, things are like, yeah, yeah. This was going to be a war. These right. people are before, like before, there are like, insane levels of self-sacrifice, and you know, the holy war between the Harkonnens and the Atreides is like on. Well, and and it had a visceral. I, it was uh, another kind of um, noteworthy thing when. Um, Mrs. DK turned to me. She was like, "Oh my God, they put him in the thing." That's so like he was yeah. like, "Oh, terrible!" You know, like yeah. it was. It like again had that kind of visceral gut because they show you like the corpse of the guy yeah. that was walled into the the the, the thing, and, and it, it really like you know hit her. Yeah. I was like, "Okay, good. This yeah. is like good filmmaking. This no, is it was. good yeah, storytelling." Got, got me. I was like, "Wow, yeah." Because yeah. I, I, I like the Hunter Killers were a very minor thing. The book, you I kind of, I kind of. I mean, I knew remembered it, but like forgotten how right. Important. And yeah, no, they, they, they it was, film it made that really well. Made it, made it did a really good job. And and I also on that on that note, um, so the hunter killer sequence. It's one of these things. Um, the other example of this, I think, which was even more pronounced, but it was it was a similar dynamic. Is the is the fight at these? So the, basically, the the film ends. It sort of condenses um, a lot of the development. So you know, Paul contacts the Fremen. He has this personality clash with the with with Jameis. 
um, who I actually think it's good that he was a black. I don't, I don't think I don't. To the, if you're gonna have black Fremen, like it makes sense that the hyper violent impulsive one is <laughs> yeah. going to be like super super dark black. You know what I mean? And there's even like the hey, can you not do this? Like we're doing a thing here, <laughs> right? <laughs> and he just butts in, like yeah, it, it's very <laughs> and, and, and like and, and I think Javier Bardem, who's just straight up Iberian Spanish, like. You know, they, they kind of play with the olive skin tone thing a little bit. But I, I actually, whatever, we could talk about that maybe in a second. I think the overall is fine. And if you're going to have Black Fremen, like, yeah, make the, the I mean, in general, I would say with the, with the very notable exception of, um, of Leah Kynes, like basically all the like interesting characters are white. I guess uh, Thufir Hawat was, was played by kind of like a, like a light skinned, um, but yeah, but he like kind of makes sense in the, the I agree in it, the. He's from like I believe I believe he's not like a native of Kaladin. He's like a just like an imperial. He's just a, a hired mentat from like somewhere in the empire. Right. He comes from like the multicultural cosmopolitan empire of right. humanity. Right. So like, it's fine that he's he was. I actually like that they aged him up a little bit. Yes. They made him like an because in the movie or not sorry, in the book he's like this feared legendary warrior, but he kind of goes out like a punk, <laughs> a little bit. Uh. Making him older makes his like his arc make more sense. Like what he does makes more sense if he's like this ex. Yeah, he's like an older like a yeah yeah. yeah. Um, where was it? Oh yeah, right. So, but to, so to return, so so the the fight scene with Jameis, very much like the hunter killer scene, is one of these things that if it was a Marvel movie, it would have been. In, it was like okay, now time to go to bathroom break, like because there's no, we know there's nothing going to happen in plot. Why it's just going to be a couple like super cool action shots of like you know stunt doubles and special effects for like the next five minutes or so, and and it's just going to be like you know just bullshit and and then and and just completely filler. Um, all right, fine, go time to go to the bathroom. Uh, the fight scene was over in like thirty seconds, and the hunter killer scene, as effective as it was, was maybe like a minute, if that. It was it was very very snappy and and I really really appreciated what Villeneuve did in in terms of like I have to imagine it was deliberate I have to imagine everybody I mean Sven is I, I never like even before I heard Sven say it I mean I would I would joke about these things and in, 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 I would I would know I think everybody kind of gets it like as soon as there's a fight scene happen like you're not gonna miss anything maybe one or two one liners if that probably not even um, during these you know it's just gonna be a bunch of special effects and robots punching each other whatever the fuck. Um, Nothing's gonna happen. You're not even gonna gonna miss it, uh, and and so that's just not the case here. Like it, it, the the hunter killer scene it, it does a great job of building tension. It's over without extent, overextending its welcome. Same thing with the with the fight at the end between Paul and Jameis. Yeah. It, it establishes and it, the stakes and just happens. And like it also does it, it makes it very clear Paul's going to win. Yeah, and right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes it that makes it more about him choosing to win and becoming. Yeah, you know. Who yeah the who he is yeah. yeah become who you are all that stuff <laughs> or you can just die here and like you can avoid all of this right the, the problems that that are gonna yeah. fall from that I think it, it seems like he he does it to protect his but I think the the relationship between Paul and Jessica is I think always gonna be tricky and they, he does a good job overall um Villeneuve of, of sort okay of, so this is what, I want to get into things that aren't a big deal yeah for the moving bad but are interesting choices they had to make for yeah audiences and of course we're gonna get into like things that like basically things they kind of cucked out on or you just didn't include sure they really americanized the narrative uh one big thing is that in the book you know, i had to, i would reread this like verify this to make sure my takes were good <laughs> or you know accurate was i never need an excuse to reread dude but yeah go yeah. on <laughs> uh and i only really reread the first third of the book so it was easy. <laughs> <laughs> um is 
that uh, Jessica in the novel is much more of a like they make her not being noble very clear right and it's yes. much more ambigu- ambiguous and it's because americans like hate yeah the like no, the, the noble high, the yeah. noble thing the high yeah, one yeah. like um like her title is lady and not duchess and that's about it right everything else is like pretty basically she is effectively the woman of the house and there's like there's a scene in the, in the novel where it's not like she's going to lose, but it's implied that the housekeeper, which in the movie, she like selects the housekeeper and it's a scene. It's quite a good scene. Um, in the novel, she's just like the old housekeeper who's a Fremen old right, woman. Right, right, right. And there's like a brief like struggle between them verbally, one of these girl knife fights. And just guys that apprehend the whole time, but like well, who's going to be the head of the household? Yeah. his concubine or like the yeah, old housekeeper yeah yeah yeah, and, yeah right right and it's right. never in doubt they make yeah, just basically yeah, effectively yeah, yeah, the yeah. duchess that's like and that's a setup with the with the when she presents her with the knife and there's this yeah. whole thing about like oh are you trying to kill me and she's yeah. like no i'm giving you this gift but of course well, like in the novel it's very clear she's here to kill her yeah unless she and she just it's did, a test yes yeah. or she didn't even no it's, didn't, an, it's an assassination attempt if yeah. she succeeds she's not the chosen one right and then jessica does better right. just magic and wins it without the fight and it's like a yeah. One of these verbal knife fights that Dune is notorious for. Right. Probably like the most, a very good like, example of it, like most clear cut of these people talking things out right. and not going to violence. But it is like a high stakes talk. Yeah, I remember that it was, it was in a, yeah, and in the, 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 the novel, the, sorry, the film, the 2021 film, like it's at best ambiguous. It really, the, the impression you're left with is that she never intended to kill her. Yeah, no, it's, um, but, and, and then also in the, in the hell, in the ornithopter flight, uh, when when she's the captive of the Harkonnens, it's like they're talking about raping her, but they talk about like oh, I've never had a highborn. It's like oh she's not really highborn, like but she well she's highborn and oh you know I don't yeah. oh, it's not even that she isn't. It's like I don't know if she is or she isn't. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's true. That that her kind of lowly origins are not. Yeah, I guess the what is it the Bene Gesserit is a true meritocracy or something. Well, no, but she and she is impl- There's like a reference to her being like a. She's one of the most talented of having right? blue yeah. blood, but not being yeah yeah you know or she's like an illegitimate child or something. Well, it's, I mean, the, I'm not going to, we're not going to do Dune prequels, but Dune prequels actually get into that stuff, but sure. whatever. We're not, it's like unimportant for anybody. We should do that at some, I, I should read, I would be curious to read they're those. So, we they're so, well, they're Brian Sanderson got on with them. So yeah. they're fucking huge. Whatever. Like I mean, they're, they, they, we don't have to do them all at once. Yeah, true. But, uh, other, anyway. to, other choices like that, um, because American, there is like a very half-baked, very half-assed, like Villeneuve doesn't like doing it. You can tell. There's like a m- oppression, m- occupation. Oh, that that was almost even like was, okay. Well, okay, maybe that gets into so we should talk about Chani, Chaney, whatever. I don't well, know I want to get first. I want to okay. do how. So, because they have to do like they're doing a very just because the film starts with Chaney complaining about yeah the occupation and like in those terms, which is very which is like a weird. Oh, it's very weird. Like m- the invaders. It's like this very like uh, what is it? Like Howard Zinn shit. Yeah, um, like- but and that's so antithetical to like, but well, both both the Bedouin Taliban, yeah, uh, like thing that the that the Fremen have going on, and the Fremen like in the novel, the fictional Fremen, that's so counter to their ways of thinking about things, where like a, it's the the Fremen are like this is. It's just a thing we do, right? Like, it's almost like uh, by rote that they fight the invader. Like they fight the Harkonnens, right? Because yeah. it's like it's like oh yeah, the Harkonnens are here. It's this is like occupation number fifteen, right? Of the hundred year occupation that this empire sends to us, right? 
we just fight them because it's a thing we like. It's a right. it's what we do. It's like, cause, and it's almost like a like a it, obviously it's an honor culture thing. It's like hey, I just gotta like listen. Like, they broke this. Like we have this thing that says we have to fight them. They it's almost not like pro forma, but. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. It's it's it's, yeah. it's like it's just like part of their life, and they're like all kind of like psyched about it. Like, yeah. the are like, oh yeah, let's let's well, do we this. go fight the imperial whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, it's like we could we could fight internally, which would suck because we're all really like badass. Yeah, or we just fight these mooks <laughs> and uh and you know and and have a great time, and and yeah, and also the other thing with that is because they're trying to do that narrative a little bit. And this is, I think, what I think maybe I think I may be like one of the few people who noticed this, but I haven't seen this take yet. They cut out all of the Islamic Ottoman Empire stuff from the Empire. There's a lot of Ottoman stuff and Islamic stuff in the Imperial, like forces in the Imperial culture. Yeah, and they just cut well, all, like and yeah. like deliberately like replaced it with like Scottish stuff and Mongolian right. stuff. Yeah, like they were, they make the starter core like. Mongol Scots, like like there's yeah. there's some there's like some throat singing and there's some yeah and the Atreides do Scottish stuff too, which is bagpipes. It was, it was not that was bad. It was, it, was a, it was a cool scene. What, it was very like Lawrence of Arabia. One of the guys in in uh, Graph Chat was like, you know, when I saw, when I saw them like doing all this, uh, the you know, leaving the leaving Space Scotland with bagpipes, I wanted to throw Romans in the theater. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was great. <laughs> um, but they so the uh, what is this Star Dukar? Or Sardakar. So, I don't know. I mean, all these. The, how do you pronounce yeah, any these of these names? Yeah. So they kept the name of that, which is very Islamic. That's it. So the Sardakar also are, are literally like if the Fremen are Sunnis, they're like the Shias. Yeah, they are a prison planet. It is a it is, so it is Mir Arrakis. It's yeah. like uh, it's like tropical ish or like mountain. It's it's a it's a hell world, and they come out of it. Um, a fact that really influenced like 40k stuff too a lot. And like you have this hell world to put good good soldiers out of. Which is of itself a the martial races Anglo imperial right. right where like if you recruit people from these country from these like countries I think it's also like what like a penal battalion thing from the from the Soviets of the Second World War right where it's like you 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 you're punishing people by making them shock troopers or you know you well, give them the most dangerous and hardcore assignments there's there's like an implication of that but also uh, they they bring up in the it's like it's like a spirit of core it's also the only way off the planet right yeah it's, yeah, like, yeah, a, yeah. it's like a reward it's like a work in, yeah work release type thing where you you know yeah. okay, now you're gonna be and the, the and the and the duke understands that as what like that's like the source of their power and right. arrakis and like, is an effort to get a comparable thing it's, to like go against the sardaukar and the yeah, emperor yeah, yeah. yeah to get effect to get a comparable uh, counterforce and also the name of the emperor itself i, I yeah there's a i uh i well I, like he like having like even like not just the emperor but like the broad nobility is very like how they is very like ottoman they have like concubines and stuff it's not the way in the novel it's it's not presented as like a european nobility right it's presented as a like a ottoman style nobility and it's it's they're pretty cl- like pretty clear about that kind of stuff. the uh cars uh what is it the the they were italians at the low level or the lowest organizational level is like battalion, and the higher one is like basher. Like it's a bit like <laughs> well, and that was what I was gonna say. So Padisha is a is an Iranian word. It means like Shah, king of king of shahs. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're king they're, of kings. Yeah, they're like it's like the Shia. It's a it's Persian. It's yeah. a Persian and the, thing, and they're, and they're set as against the Fremen, who are like the the Bedouins, Bedouins, yeah. yeah, Sunni 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 kind of thing. And, and then they, the novel has to cut. All, all that, that stuff out, yeah. and even though out of the film, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. it's all right, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's all kinds of like cool stuff, and I, you know, I had half a maybe it'll come up because it's more of a plot point later on, but the Prana Bindu stuff, you know, too. There's this kind of like 
quasi-Hindu tantric thing going on as well. There's all kinds of... Well, do you want to get to like an, the idealism of Dune has to reflect that stuff where Dune is like probably the most bright future of all sci-fi in yeah, a lot of ways? I, I completely... Yeah, it's in funny that, because... Yes. <laughs> like the challenges of humanity are like robots and computers. Well, it's okay. Well, you can't do this anymore because of the intrinsic sci-fi problems with that. Right. But which, you are real, can, real, which are realistic and we're sort of yeah. seeing the result of some of it already. But with like medical science and genetics, you could like work around work it. around it using a human like humans themselves as brains with mnemonic training to yeah. do the database and calculation functions you would you would want a computer for right can be done by people uh yeah well what i would what i would say is this like the so so to me you got to make a basic distinction between you know um when you're talking about this kind of like like science fiction generally like whatever however you want to look at it um as a genre okay Fully luxurated automated space communism is never happening, right? This is just not, it, it, it's not physically possible. It's not sociologically possible. It's not how anything works. It's not how human societies work. That's not how reality works. That's not how physics works. So it's just never happening. And you can, you know, people have written, I know there's like what the culture novels and, and, and similar-ish kinds, of, which is probably the best uh, attempt at something like that. And even that kind of understands, is, you know, the, all What's the problems. What's the Heinlein novel where they overproduce goods i'm not sure it's like it's basically like fully automated space gay libertarianism right because it's like a, it's a market it's basically a, a market socialism and like the <laughs> things they have to highland is being smarter than just doing communism right is smarter so he it creates society where like uh because like there's such overproduction of goods and luxury and like population as a result they have like a massive like dueling culture yeah well <laughs> like instead of like, and, like things, right. just to blow off steam but and, then that causes other you, the yeah. point is okay which even is in, funny in that in that book because uh it's implied like oh it's the future of this medical science they're just like if you yeah, don't heal each other or something. Thing, it's implied like after the duel like it's, what's that? it's kind of lame oh yeah sure. it's because it's no one thinks there's a big deal in the novel when someone gets shot it, oh i guess like they respawn him or they have like a clone on file it's like no no it's like in the book like oh yeah we killed that guy like yeah. we killed everyone in this book who's died is like dead dead in like these casual one-off like sure yeah that's one i guess that's yeah narratively as uh as an author that's one way to approach it but i I mean the 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 bottom line i think is you know scarcity is real it's never going away and 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 you know geometric trends are basically never pan out so whatever like if humanity has a future there's you know uh, of course humanity might not but if humanity has a future there are certain parameters within which it's going to have to operate one of those is certain conditions of, of certain kind of material scarcity. Uh, another is, you know, obviously this this kind of couple centuries long experimentation in, in liberalism and democracy has failed. And and so, like, if there's going to be human society in the future, particularly spacefaring human society, it's going to have to be more or less feudal and authoritarian. It's going to have to figure out ways of dealing with scarcity. It's going to have to figure out ways of dealing with, you know, um, people separated by by you know essentially at literally astronomical uh uh distances and the world envisioned by frank herbert is like it it checks all these boxes and it's not to say obviously it's not perfect because there's no you're never gonna have a perfect world and and, and he finds ways of envisioning you know conflict and and um resolutions to conflict and these kinds of things i mean basically i think from the, if you zoom out from from dune and you look at the arc of the series as a whole in the sequels you know it, it's a it, it it takes on a kind of almost you know, you start to see things in an even broader picture of like, okay, well, how does then humanity ascend even beyond that? Um, but, but the original novel is, is a, is a question of, a, you know, okay, well, what is going on? If humanity survives 
you know, 10,000, 20,000 years, what does that look like? What is, yeah. what is going to have to be in place? And it's, I think, I think he pretty, I mean, from my perspective, and I think that's what part of what makes the novel so great is he gets, he, he gets the basic parameters, I think, right. And, um, and then tells an engrossing story within those parameters. But it is, as you say, quite optimistic that these challenges can be met, can be worked around in productive ways. And, and that, that, that basically humanity is up to that challenge. As opposed to, I don't know, I mean, any number of ways in which... Yeah, science fiction handles. <laughs> also, that's a production of being in, like, the... Still a product of, like, the boomer idol, ideal, you know, yeah. idealism of the future. Um, now, modern sci-fi is much... Like, there's a reason I think 40K is such a big... Like, people like 40K, and it's also because, like, it fits the tone of the... Like, it's what's it's the thing what's it's the the future we deserve, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. As a yes, yeah, right, right, um, yeah, and and then so the there's the there's like you know in June there's like kind of th- what two or three kind of there's a few paths that like humanity and Paul as playing the yeah. protagonist can select, and the uh the books actually make the Ben District stuff like less important. The, the, the I think the novel really or like the movie really cracked up the importance of the Bene Gesserit stuff. In the book, it's... The Bene Gesserit do, like, mind, psychic powers through, like, an understanding of a the human mind that's, like, the female half because that's what they're good at. Right. And every time they try to go into the male half because they're women, they they can't do it. it up. They yeah. mess it up. They get they, they, die, they die. And they're trying to find a man yeah, who can do it. right, yeah. Whereas in the movie, it's implied, like, he's, like, the Bene Gesserit messiah. Yeah. But he's really just, like, the science experiment so we can, like... It's like uh, it's more like a, like splitting the atom instead of like, being Jesus effectively in, in Benjamin terms. Well, it's, well, I mean, yeah. So, the, well, I, I always find like the idea that there's yeah. no implication in the novel, or at least the first one. I think they get, they get more Benjamin later on. There's no implication that the Quisas uh, Hadarach is like a, is important other than for being the Quisas Hadarach. Like he's yeah. he's not like a ruling figure. Well, so he's yeah. just a yeah. he's like. Uh, he's like Oppenheimer. He's not like Stalin. You know, he's not. He's not gonna. Well, I take think things the, over. The, the key gonna... thing is like the key. Th- as I understand it, the, if I, I haven't read the reread the novel in a while, but as I recall, the the key thing is like so the so yeah so there's this kind of so the Bene Gesserit are operating from a again a kind of quasi tantric. It's funny because they use all this Hebrew terminology, but I, and I don't know that much about Kabbalah, but from, from what I do know of like Indic religions, it's it's much more. That's their touchstone, much more so than any, well, any a, Kabbalistic I more, thing. I think Dune's all about like monomic stuff, right? Like, what? What do you mean? Like, uh, using mon- like mantras as oh mnemonic, yeah, mnemonic. yeah, yeah. sorry, mnemonic, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, but it's also physiological. I mean, that's the interesting. Again, this is a kind of this is a side note, but a, but but maybe it's worth worth mentioning. Uh, so there's a there's a temptation often in science fiction generally, and and um, to like. You see this with like midichlorians, right? Where it's like you have a kind of space magic thing going on, which could be fine on its own terms, but then you want to sort of explain it with bullshit. Like Star Trek does this all the time too, right? Of course, with you know uh, dilithium crystals or whatever. It's like the more that you go into like how dilithium crystals work, like the the dumber it gets and the the worse it gets as fiction as narrative fiction like you don't need to explain how you go faster than light you don't need to explain where the force comes from the more that you try the worse that it yeah, is yeah this is the asimov and clark problem yeah and they were very good at doing this because they had degrees and friends yeah. to talk to who were phds and this stuff and like pioneers in these fields right. and everyone's kind of chasing that dragon of like 
oh, yeah. okay, this the the math works for this thing, <laughs> yeah, right. and like the math doesn't have to work, it, right? Well, but the thing is, so what, what I found so interesting, what I think part of what what Frank Herbert does so well is, it's it's neither nor. Like in other words, um, because so with with the Bene Gesserit stuff, it it's like okay, it's it's space magic, but there's an explanation. But it's not that fully developed, but to the extent that it is developed, it actually makes a certain amount of sense. Like from, from what you know about, okay, maybe there's no like voice or whatever, but like the thing is, like if, if, if you know something about Tantra and kind of Indic religion and all this kind of side of side of things, like the, the interesting thing is, um, there's all, like he talks about, I mentioned Pranabindu. This is like subtle body terminology. There's like a, in, 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 in Dharmic religions, it's understood that our, you know, physical bodies have within them sort of, uh, subtle, what you can call a subtle body. Um, where, you know, you have these energy channels that, you know, you also see this in like traditional Chinese medicine. The maps are slightly different, but the concept is very similar is where like acupuncture comes in and this kind of stuff where, um, you can manipulate this and get physiological effects and your, the, your manipulation of your physical body has effects on your subtle body. Your manipulation of your subtle body has effects on your physical body, much like the mind body relationship in general. It's not like your mind, the, the, you know, it's very anti-dualistic. It's, 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 it's against this concept of a strict separation or strict dualism between mind and body. It's a very, it's against the concept of a strict separation between um, the physical and the, or, the, or the physiological and, and the spiritual, so to speak. And so, like, what I, I think the, the, the interesting, one of the interesting things, things about the Bene Gesserit is, like, okay, Herbert is, is careful to ground these things in, in physiological terms. He talks about, like, oh, you know, what the Bene Gesserit are doing with the voice. You know, to someone who doesn't know, it looks like magic, and it is kind of magic, but it's also rooted in certain kind of human universals of physical biology of physiology and this kinds of things and the, and the nature of the mind body relationship in the human being. And that's, what's being manipulated. I, I, like, it's not just like, it, it's a better class of explanation, I think than or a better class way of approaching it generally than just like saying, Oh, we have this thing that can like fire off neuron, you know, neutral, whatever in your brain and do the thing. Like it's not, it's not a cheesy science fiction. It's not dilithium crystals. It's much, much more sophisticated. Yeah. And I think there's like of the three paths, Paul, that's like the one. The Bene Gesserit path is like okay, we're doing like mind science internally. Yeah. The other, the, the, the I guess the most like easy to follow path is like, is like the Atreides path of like modern mil military like materialism. Right. We're gonna. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna marry the emperor's daughter. Uh, and so there's the third path where you may can go, which is the path of like fanaticism, which is not. It's looked at like poorly, probably in real life and in Dune itself, but it's totally considered like a legit path humanity can go on and arguably is the path humanity goes on in the dune series where if you actually all believe these things to be true and we believe in a religion and dune gets needed like the kind of well even it's not true if everyone's on board it doesn't matter right like okay yeah well that and, was and yeah, fin, but that as, as like a legitimate power thing is like uh not a part of like the west no even yeah. during like the holy roman empire and stuff yeah. when guys really did believe that stuff it wasn't like like if I was to like if in European history and understanding culture, if I was to like you know tally up if I had two armies right, like the fanaticism score of those armies is like not <laughs> very important right. But I I and I think this is so this comes out of like uh, understandings of Frank Herbert trying to look look into like you know the Bedouin tribe the Lawrence Arabia stuff where he gets this from, but also I think like there's definitely echoes of like the Second World War in this too where America dealt with fanatics and like who 
overperformed, you know, for their and that and that it's like finesse as a measure has been was like considered and then tossed away. I think because like a liberal culture can't harness it, mm. it's impossible. Right. Well, yeah, the li- liberalism is like the like yeah, it, it's predicated on no one actually believing in anything. Yeah. <laughs> except for money. And like it's it's in June shows it as like a path humanity can take and yeah. even like if humanity doesn't want to take it uh it's like, like end up arrakis it, is yeah. one planet right yeah. and you may you know the people here they really believe this stuff and well that was what i wanted to, so the other thing about so when i was talking about this neither nor from before like um sven said something offhand uh again recently in the context of this of this this movie coming out that uh what was it that basically i don't want to misquote him but basically he was saying like the whole thing is that it's it's purely cynical that like basically the you know the Bene Gesserit um, don't actually believe any of this stuff. They just kind of put it out there so that you know if any one of them is ever in um, trouble, that you know they've seeded this narrative and that that one of the uh, one of their sisters can can take advantage of it and and if they if they have to, that's not quite right. Is the thing it's 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 more more interesting than that, more subtle than that. Um, from my perspective, and I always this was one of the things that I always, always, even before I was really, you know, I, I read Dune before I got into Buddhism, but it, it very caught my attention and, and made more sense the more um, I got into into Dharmic religion. Uh, it's a feedback loop. It's a self fulfilling prophecy. It's modeled on kind of I think Greek tragedy to some extent, um, where like the the <laughs> it's a, it's the yes the Bene Gesserit did that. But that was also the condition of possibility for um, the um, the actual thing to happen, and the actual thing did actually happen. So you know the yeah, idea, like, well, like we just make, make, make a little cut through it. Like Paul is the Maldive, right? He is, yeah, and that's it, not yeah. It, it it's not even right. So like whatever the Bene Gesserit, like so the, the the proper way to analyze this is in terms of like well no the Bene Gesserit are playing their part in the broader thing. They think they're manipulating the thing and and even it's if they were really to like cynical. Judas Iscariot and like yeah he is betraying he's doing these things that. But set into motion things that were doomed to happen or ordained to happen. Or we we talked about this also. I uh, I, I remember in the context of the Berserk episode where we were discussing the um, you know the 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 egg of the king, right? Um, and and maybe go back to that if you if you didn't listen or, or not familiar with what we're talking about. But this is another similar thing where it's like, okay, it's this little amulet that one of the, that this character is given, and it's you know he says like, oh, if you get this amulet, if you keep it with you, you'll eventually you know attain this incredible power. Um, and, and on the one hand, it's like, okay, well, it's just this little amulet. How can it give you this power? And, but it's a kind of circular logic. It's not circular in like the sense of a, you know, fallacious, but circular in the sense of it's, it's a feedback loop. It's a causal feedback loop. And and where it ends and begins is kind of impossible to sort out because it's, you know, having, having the object and believing that it has this ability is a part of a causal stream that ends up with this object itself directly giving you that power and if you weren't a certain kind of person that weren't that you weren't going to encounter the object and treat it in that way that it would never have given you this power and and similarly with the with the Kwisatz Haderach with the with the Muad'Dib the the Mahdi you know Messiah aspect to this whole thing it's yeah I mean maybe the Bene Gesserit were cynical but the thing is like it actually it's real you know it, it it's 
it's a it's it's a real thing that in, within the context of the novel really really happened and, and and yeah so the the this whole thing about unlock like yeah the the, the i think i guess the with the bene Gesserit, it's they're more interested in power and manipulation right so to them like they just want a man that they can control within their kind of system that can access this kind of other half there of their science yeah right of the mind science that that is impossible has been not impossible up to that point um and so then but then he's going to be under their control and be and, and do their bidding but he's also not supposed to like i think that's why he's not supposed to like conquer the galaxy he's just supposed to be yeah he's be, just be yeah. a mind scientist exactly yeah. and then and then have and then be able to incorporate men within yeah. their system and that's why the benedictorate it's part of why they turn on or facilitate the turn of the emperor on the Atreides. Yeah. Because if they wipe out the house and it's just Paul, they just bring in the mind science yeah. university and do yeah, their yeah, stuff, right? Fine, right? They'll worry yeah. about the, the, the Maldives stuff and the, <laughs> yeah. and the, well, him being a mentat Duke who will have his own interests for it, for a house. Right. Yes. Um, yes. So, so yeah, the, where were we? So I guess that's, I don't know. And that's, that's, it's not really in the, the the movie doesn't do that stuff very well. No. The Benedictor aren't they're done well in the there's a lot of mystery and the mind science stuff, and there's like, oh they have their own interests you know but like no one ever gets clear like what that what is or is. what a Kisat Tadarach is or Quasar. Whatever. Doom pronunciation is a <laughs> I think that's a I think that's a Hebrew Kabbalistic thing again, but yeah, whatever it don't matter. Um, yeah, well they they're they kind of they like. Again, I think it was very similar to the Mentat scene. It was a little bit more context for people who don't, who haven't read the book, where it's like they, they mention offhand this breeding program. Um, they don't explain they, they don't explain at all the relationship between the Atreides and the Harkonnens. They just sort of like at one point the Baron is offhand like he, he calls the Duke when he has him in his clutches. He's like calls him cousin and says they've been fighting for a long time. That's the only reference yeah. to like in, you know the whole setup is yes they're all these noble houses are related. The Atreides I mean and half the half like like a like well not half, but like dude, chunk about in the novel, the Atreides like staff is like defectors, right from the Harkonnen. Like they yes. are like tied up yes. intimately, and yes, and and they're and they're quite closer, even more so than the noble houses are generally. And not only that, it, maybe it'll come up in the second movie, although it's kind of hard to see how it would, given that it wasn't set up in the first. Who knows? Uh, is like it's it's not just that Jessica, like it's in the background, but it's explicit in the novels, and and it, it's kind of adds this dimension of Greek tragedy and kind of like this um, people acting out things that are kind of foreordained, but still they're they're using their agency in a way that like fits in with the pre-existing circular logic pattern or the circular narrative pattern, feedback loop pattern. Like Jessica, it, it like so so Jessica was supposed to bear a daughter. It's that daughter who was supposed to bear the Quizats Hadarak in the Bene Gesserit breeding program. Not only like so from the Bene Gesserit's perspective jessica fucked up because they had a plan it's not though just that um it's not just that it was she was going to bear a daughter and duke Lido wanted a son and she gave him a son because she wanted he wanted to have a boy because of course he did um it's that by having a daughter that daughter could be married off to raban of the harkonnens and that it was their child so not only would they produce the quiz at Hadarach by like marrying the kind of brut brutal i mean i'm going to this is you know the the brutality of the harkonnens with the kind of savvy or whatever of the of the atreides um but it would it would finally bring peace to these houses and it would serve like political ends it would be a political marriage in addition to this kind of breeding program one that context is completely lost in in the film that in other words like the tragic decision it is it, it's 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 it in many ways it's Jessica's decision to give her lover a male child that, like, that's what brings the downfall of the house, 
right? Yeah. And um, the novel also kind of cucks on this in that Raban is like a retard. <laughs> and like there's no way he... Like the bloodlines are not like... Yeah. Something some, somewhere along It the wasn't going to work. Yeah. Anyway. Um, the, be- the best laid plans of Bene Gesserit. Yeah, 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 yeah. But also, it's, like, it's part of the thing. It's like uh, we run a genetics program, so sometimes you lose a bloodline or you... Yeah, you, you lose it. Like, and they, they seem to be okay with that. Like, uh, business are very like, uh, you know, long viewed in these things. So, speaking of there's with the Kabbalistic, uh, ju- yeah, ju- things how <laughs> things that you the odd for I think, or people not American audience probably not not liking so much. And from the feedback I've seen, is that uh, you know who like foreign audience is probably gonna like this a lot more. I think uh, you know who did love this notoriously, who saw it. They also got like an early viewing, was the uh. The PRC's censorship board. Interesting. They loved it. Interesting. They uh they compared it to what movie was it? They compared it to some Marvel film, and they called the, it was like that they, they showed them the same like batch of sure they sent you know behind me whenever there with yeah, all the yeah, films yeah. for the year and like this one okay you know and doing like oh, we can cut that out no don't worry about it. you know and so and they they like released a press release and or it was like an interview so some level of bureaucrat gang bureaucrat yeah. gang was like talking to because they want to explain like they're not like a faceless evil empire they, they have to like, explain they explain themselves because they're a government like right if you're not if you read Breitbart you would know that but like they generally like release a rationale uh, in a way our government kind of doesn't <laughs> in a lot of uh, but anyway so they explained like oh yeah so we watched this Marvel film I want to say it was it may have been like the the, the Chinese, what's the Chinese Marvel one that just oh, came out? Oh, the I don't fucking know, man. The Iron Dragon. I could wish I, I have no. Again, it's like the WNBA. Who gives a shit? Yeah. So they. It was, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah there, was a, there was a, there was a Chinese Marvel hero movie. So Chinese, it, they were like, it was that one or maybe one before that. It, anyway, it really does. And they matter. were like, it seems like you made the casting aggressively like ugly and unattractive. <laughs> And like you know what that means, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like and like stuff like that, and like uh, I found like the narrative very individualistic and, Amer- and like Americanist. And with Dune, they were like, "Oh, this is great." There's yeah. like, "Oh, it's an honor culture. They're fighting for justice and truth." But like, but also for their house. But as also, as as and, yeah. as an as like a bloodline, like yeah. And uh, I think that they had like you have to because like we mentioned how Dune had to make certain concessions to being an American audience that. American audience still like detect and pick up on a little bit and don't like. Whereas, like, if you mention a bloodline of four lines, like, yeah, that makes sense. That's yeah. a good. I, <laughs> right. yeah, I, Obviously, you fight for your clan. Yeah. Like, like what are you, you talking yeah, about? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, we're just, like, the Fremen don't make sense to Americans. Yeah. And a lot of ways. Like, I mean, in you know, luxury, they do, but like. Well, they, I think that they're, especially, I think like, you could see how, you know, there's a kind of dances with wolves thing, obviously going on, right? Where like you know, um, and, and this was picked up. They were they were talking to this. Uh, well, the thing is with this, there's an. I think they hang a good lampshade on it, in that Paul is like a proto a proto mentat, who is which is this, like database of things, which is outside and has been trained that way. In like that's a that's like a solved mind science yes path in the Dune universe. Yes. So when Paul gets there, he can put a still suit correctly. Yeah. He also has watched. He has seen like film of a well, still suit yeah and and gets it it's because he watched the movie it's one of these whatever. yeah and it's one of these things too where it's like on the one hand like this is why i like i mean i again like uh uh and and, and we i just recently re-uploaded our right-wing dharma squads episode on demons check that out um if you if you're interested in the topic and i think it's one of our best episodes maybe our single best episode and and i'll make here a point um reiterate a point that i that i made there and i think you know can often should be repeated again and again which is 
you got to stop looking at things as either or. Like that's one of this 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 Cartesian dualism is is um it's a real problem. And so when you're talking about demons, like what is a demon? Is a demon like a like a its own being with uh you know uh uh like a pitchfork for example? Maybe it can be. Is a demon you know, often in in Buddhism and generally even you know Christianity too? We can talk about demons as like you know the demon of pride, the demon of lust. When we're talking about you know the the demon of lust, the demon of pride, uh, you know, d does that have does that have um, you know these things can be represented iconographically, maybe for certain meditators, certain people in certain states, you can you can experience, you can see like a lust, the demon of lust can appear to you, or you know certain demons that are named in the Bible or whatever. Um, it's it's important not to think of these things as like you know either it has to be a you know a, a little red uh creature with a with a with a tail and a pitchfork or it has to be completely anti-iconographic anti um you know completely disembodied or 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 whatever or more importantly can it be like an asset of a real person who exists in the world exactly with, which is like a really forgotten thing in the i think there's a little more of this in like eastern stuff but the West, like a demon can be a, like a person Yes, like, or an aspect of a person, or some way that they, or they're yeah. possessed, like in a kind of literal sense to some extent, in in, in certain ways, or they, yeah, all, all these things are these are not mutually exclusive, and and it's important not to think of them as being to understand that they are not. Also, you'll read exclusive. literature better if you understand. Yes, that. like you will if you read the classics. Yes, like uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Cicero calling uh, who was his who was his Catiline? big Yeah, calling him like a demon or a brute. Or all, you know, all these things, he is like both calling. Oh, he's like he's not just materially right. He, he yeah. is like impugning. He's like you are these things like spiritually. That's why we need to kill you, right? Because and it, it makes it's a more holistic understanding of why like why they just jumped this guy and murdered him like right for the speech, right? Because yeah. in the speech it's like you know it's like a, you know it's it's like a very repetitive kind of speech, but he's like impugning like yeah. this guy's soul, right? As a or, you know. It's a you know a prosecutor more than just like a statement of like material like these guys playing a revolt against the state so we're gonna kill him for the state it's right the soul of Rome is at stake yeah yeah and, exactly yeah. and and when that's something that they're gonna take seriously like, in a way and, is, and it has a real ontological weight in a way that you know you don't you know, we talk about the soul of a nation maybe people at most would interpret that metaphorically it's like no you got to understand these things are real you know it's yeah. not it's not just a metaphor Which yes part, there's a metaphor and that's aspect. part of why fanaticism doesn't make sense to us because yeah. fanaticism isn't like belief in something very strongly it's like a worldview that is strong it's not a i don't assert that i'm you know i have these faculty beliefs these are what how the world is yeah. and i interact with the world based on them you don't like people are like don't like I, it's like a we have this really liberal idea of i refuse to question my beliefs and it's therefore i'm a fanatic which is like retarded like yeah that's not what yeah. that's not what it is like there's like there's no even like if you look at the American like, fanatic that's always held up as like this kind of like Southern Baptisty people, they're not like, like that, that's not how they are. They're like, I refuse. Like you can talk about biblical interpretation all day with them. They love it. It's like their favorite thing. It's like their favorite thing, but it's, you, you can't envision it's just their worldview. Like the idea that the Bible is not literally true to them is just not part of their worldview. It's not, it's not a thing they assert and like deny your ability to deny it's yeah, just, it's just, just not, not part of the, how they not, see the world. Right. We'll ever see the world. So, like, you kind of got to get over it. And I think, I think, so, so with the still suit, with Paul wearing the still suit, it's um, like on the one hand, yes, he's been trained 
he's been watching videos and the, and the film does a good job of communicating, you know, he, and, and which, which is also pretty explicit, you know, it, it recurring in the book that he's looking at these things, he's studying, he's fascinated with this world and, and, and all, all that. Um, so yeah, he, there's, there's kind of internal reasons, narrative logic wise, why Paul would be, um, would be familiar with all these things. But then also there's this prophecy that the Kwisatz Haderach or whatever the, the Mahdi, there's the you know, Messiah figure from, from the Fremen angle, as opposed to the Bene Gesserit angle, um, is he will know your ways. He's going to be, he's going to act. It's going to be like, as though he always he was, was, was one of you before he even ever met you. And these things go together and it's not an either or of like, you know, Oh, it's just because there's one reason or just because of the, like the prophecy, the, the, the kind of grand causal sweep goes hand in hand with the more narrow, with the more narrow granular level, um, thing in terms of Paul's own internal motivations and, and the, the, the don't like you, you wouldn't necessarily think must have anything to do with that, but, but actually do because that's how causality be <laughs> that that's what I was, that's what I was getting at. Yeah. So, so, and, and I, again, it's, I always, I think, I think Frank Herbert does a really, really good job. Um, and, and unfortunately, but again, how would you even like, how would you represent that? And how would you do that? That's also you th- that? something like, you pick know? up on your like third reading of Dune, much right. less yeah. m- movie, right? Yeah. It's, it's just not possible. It's yeah. just not something that you can do with that kind of medium. It's, you know, for, you know, I would just say for worse, not for better or worse. Yeah. It's just, unfortunately, it's just not something you're ever really going to be able to do. You, you What you can do maybe is, is very, very subtle, like visual symbolism. Um, you know, not just not in this. Just me as a general matter. You know, you can like uh, not quite subtle, but you know, actually quite ham-handed. But was it like with the original Blade Runner, the end of it, with the like the little thing on the ground. You know, that he sort of like implies that it means that he's a he's a rep- replicant. Um, but it's kind of ambiguous. Uh, stuff like that. You know, little little subtle visual clues, cues. Um, you know, or or it could be, be quite subtle. You know, even the way a shot is framed, stuff like that. Um. But but yeah, it's tough. It's very very tough, and and never never is uh, flexible or or never able to be quite as deep as um, as a written word. And yeah, so I wanted to t- change gears to think that I think we need to cover. Yeah, the one is the obvious thing with the Harkonnens, which we'll get. Well, I'm sure we'll do a lot on. <laughs> but first, I want to knock out another influence that the film didn't do to make it easier for Americans to deal with. Is Dune probably one of the very few sci-fi products? No, it's happened more and more, I think, as time goes on. But one of the few sci-fi products to consider, like, oh, there's like a Celtic analog, a Mongol analog, a mm-hmm. Persian analog. You know, there is like American influence in the future in Dune, where the uh, people actually kind of misattribute this as like the uh, East India Company with what Chom, Chom is totally cut out. C H A O M is the 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 business side of the the. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah, makes yeah. sense. That's that's fine. It's like, hard. That's to, not yeah. a big deal. But I just want to point like they didn't do it because it's not a East India Company. It's a American style corporation where like there's voting share. Like right. East India Company is a by charter. Like yeah. the Queen effectively runs it. Like the idea that the like, East India Company would oppose like With the crown, the on crown. Something. It's, it's yeah. unheard of. Yeah. And of course, for Americans, it's like oh, <laughs> we're gonna we would take us to all the way. To, you know, we're gonna the, we're gonna meet at the shareholders meeting and we're gonna yeah. work this out. You know, and you know, I dare you. You know, you have six percent, but I can. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna yeah. get your guys to vote against you on the dividend at You know, all this whatever stuff, the thing, which is yeah. profoundly American. Yes, and also like even though it's very more subtle than it is in the book. It's Duncan Idaho, 
the idea that like American names are also in the future <laughs> yeah. is kind of a, a thing people really, really wouldn't consider. But yeah, like it makes sense that. Yes. Yeah. But and now I think it cut out is I think the thing we have to cover is that so Harkonnens are like uh, homosexual pederasts. Yeah, but also like uh, they cut out like the like so like why are the Harkonnens evil in this? And I'm serious about in the movie in the movie just the movie the Harkonnens are a rival house. Yeah, but they're not like that's about it. That's about it. They're, it's like, just like they maybe a little nastier. Than any than the, yeah, the Atreides, like maybe, and the Atreides like are maybe unreliable narrators in that, like oh, yeah. like the most brutal evil house to ever exist, or are are enemies of hundred years of thousands of yeah. years, yeah, like well, exactly, and, <laughs> and, 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 yeah, well, it was like that that internet comic of like you know like it's it's the same picture got a mirror image of like you know our intrepid adventurers are yeah. on the boat yeah. and like their you know ruthless pirates yeah, are on the yeah. boat and like our beautiful noble homeland is in the castle and like yeah. their horrible evil you know palace yeah. of human skulls and bones yeah. you know whatever the. Yeah, and like, you, how do you know that? I mean, there's the thing with Yui, which uh, that's another thing cut out. That I think was one of the. I mean, I understand why you do it. How are you going to explain? I think they could have had a line because they didn't even have a line. It's, it's uh, you know, why did Yui? You know, this thing about like the doctors are supposed to be conditioned from birth, essentially. Well, and, he, and because they, cut, I think, cut out a lot of the mind science. It's just hard to deal with. Yeah, he has the mind science condition tattoo. Yes, he has the black diamond. You only know that if you read if the you book. read the same with the men's so, hats, exactly. And because of like. The I guess the detabooification of tab- of tattoos in America and like the Western it's West like, generally oh, he just has a thing. man's got a tattoo yeah. whatever it's the future what does that mean yeah. like yeah and uh, and so they have no idea of like you know well, what does the black diamond signify well if you read the book you know it means he's been conditioned from birth to be essentially he, he's, he's Hippocratic absolutely one hundred percent can't hurt nobody yeah he's he's like totally but then he's been broken because the Harkonnens like. Not just, and they kind of go, but again, it's one of these things in the in the in the movie where it's like it's much more generic. Like they have like, my oh, wife. they have my wife, and they're doing bad things to her. Yeah, it's like well, no, they're not. I mean, it's really really bad as explained in the yeah. in the novel, and 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 it's over a period of years essentially that they've broken him down to the point where he's able to violate his conditioning in this one tiny little way that's just enough of a crack for yeah. them to exploit. Um, like and comes back to bite them with the tooth, like so right. because they don't explain the conditioning. He also shouldn't be able to give this guy a poison exactly. tooth. It's part of the thing. Yeah, but the because because he hates them so much. Yeah, he managed to, like yeah. to kind of hoist them by their own petard and yeah. do the poison tooth stuff. Yeah, there was. I, I wouldn't quite say that. I mean, it's it's not like a horrible, just complete fail the way that the Leah Kynes casting was. But but it it it's it's the thing. Where, it's a kind of thing where I, I actually and I turned. Because that was one of the points that that uh, Mrs. DK was most confused about. She was like, "I don't get." She never. She, she, did, she picked up on like the doctor's not trustworthy like immediately, which is good. But it was and, and, and you know, the film's communicating like there's something off. But it didn't communicate like you, he shouldn't be right. Like and they, really, all it would have taken was. Like maybe at one point Paul being or someone being like, what's that tattoo? Mean, I don't bro? know. Yeah, yeah, or like I don't know. I don't know if I trust this guy. Like, oh no, you should trust him. You see that tattoo? It means that he's absolutely trustworthy yeah. because he's being conditioned from. You wouldn't have to do like voiceover. You could do a line. Well, the thing or is, two if you expo- do that, you have to then explain how they broke him of it, which is a, is like. <sighs> so but again, you could have a scene of but like you're going you know, to like. You're, that's like you're going from like eight minutes yeah in a movie that's already two and a two half, and a half hours two and no, I, again you yeah i i see why it's he a, did it's it. a defensible cut i agree that it's but, defensible it's uh, just it, it's it's tough for people who aren't familiar with the oh yeah no material. for sure it's and i think dune i think because like the people who made this at at a certain level people who made this like like the where's the, the top and middle or top and bottom yeah. are fans of dune so they made this for like this made like four dune fans and i don't think anybody can appreciate it or you can watch it being like a normie yeah. guy 
I don't think like that's why I think I think Villanueva is kind of going to be successful because he likes doing like if this was like a cash grab, you wouldn't. No, they you could the see diamond, how many. Why yeah. would a diamond tattoo what? be there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They wouldn't have done any of those little all these little touches that that if you know what you're seeing, it, you know it, it it's like oh yeah, that's actually really good, and you, you know it's like the navigators cool. were a good touch. Yes, uh, didn't make them as quite as whack as they are, <laughs> but but like in the Lynch adaptation, you mean? Well, no, or? but even like in the in the books where yeah. they're like they're like human eggs, yeah, you know, with faces, kind of, yeah. Uh, but yeah, whatever. Like no, he they, did, it, they, yeah. did them well, you know. Absolutely, um, but yeah. So to return to the to the Harkonnen question, the HQ, uh, the yeah, so they're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're 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 evil because they have like pale makeup on. Which is pretty fucking hack, <laughs> like, and that's why they're evil. Well, they also have that weird gimp thing, and uh, well, well, yeah, and, and they're, it's they're, implied they're, that they're like. I mean, I guess they were like mean. They were mean to the Fremen in a way that the Atreides don't plan to be mean. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but like that's like the Fremen were down. Seems like, seems I, I, like, seems it's, <laughs> it's a big so what. I yeah. agree. Um, it, especially like, yeah. and it's also they they make clear like, hey, this is like not the first occupation, right? Like that's just how you do like. Yeah, that's how you you. you, you Part of the operating expenses of uh, yeah. of, of the spice is like you got to fight this like brush fire war forever. It is what it is. The, yeah. the balance book. It, it, yeah. it's, a, it's a clear winner, so yeah. don't even worry about it. Yeah. You know, uh, but them not being like like they are very like deviant homosexual, like deviant, and they even like cuck on like how disgusting they are. Yeah. The the yes the like the Baron himself is like okay he's fat in the in this film adaptation but he's not like morbidly obese to the point of like i mean because the whole thing is he's supposed to only he can't the the idea is i mean in the novel and and the lynch adaptation does a really good job of this he's so fat and so disgusting he can't even walk around so he needs this anti-gravity technology just to be able to move around even within his own palace and in the movie, it's like a weird affectation he does. Yeah. Like, it, it seems like he could walk. Yeah, I could walk. Also, because like, I see Americans bigger than him walk. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? And, yeah. Uh, and and uh, and it seems like the Andy Graff thing is like a weirdo, like, affectation he does to be creepy. Like, which doesn't make, like, the idea of a creepy bad guy, creepy bad guy makes sense. But the idea of a, like, consciously creepy bad guy makes much less sense. And everything with Arcones is like, they have, like, pale makeup on... Because without being like aggressive, pederasts, the Arconans are cre- creepy for like movie making reasons. Not like the color palette, the sound effects, yeah, this kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, like the way they they even like go to the doctor is sketchy, and like with the <laughs> he gets in this pool of black right. ooze, yeah, to recover from the the assassination yeah. attempt with the with the tooth, yeah. And uh, also like, uh, there's well the the, the book does this too a little bit but the, there's no reason for Rabin or Ruben I want to say Rabin because it's like Jewier but it, I, I feel like it's a low because he's not like a Jewy character at all right. so it's kind of like a, I'm just you know but there's like no reason for like him to be at all he's just like Dave Batista he, yeah. he, he actually like because like, he's probably doing like a cowardly thing but he doesn't even fight in the fights all you see him do is executing prisoners of war. Like, Which, I mean, once again, makes sense in this kind of feudal society where, like, right. the Atreides, you know, like, half of what we were up earlier in the novel, like, a large percent of the Atreides are, like, defectors from the Harkonnens. I don't yeah. know about the the, the troop, like, the ground-level troops. Definitely, I know, like, the several of the... What was it? Gurney Halleck or what? Gurney Halleck used to be a pit fighter, and his sister was killed by them. Yeah. I believe 
uh, half of what had some history, but not. Yeah. It was more of I think it was more combative and. Uh, but there were several high level, def- several of like the essentially the inner circle or like the higher the the yeah. you know the people running stuff were ex Harkonnen. Yeah. yeah, and the Atreides in the like they 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 like it's like no they they like rival has they they were like killing each other like there's there was like knife fights between like uh was it gunny had like it's like a scar from a yeah right like, like yeah no i mean they were at war there's like no gay, great houses gay, at war they were like gay offing each other constantly there's like, you know yeah and and it's definitely i mean you you don't get the sense from the film from this particular film adaptation that um that the Harkonnens did anything. I mean, what do they do? Sabotage some equipment, try to kill somebody like the Atreides definitely would have done both of those things, you know, like not to say that they, but I mean that in and of itself, that doesn't establish the Harkonnens as, as bad people or, you know, quote, bad guys. Uh, the, they're antagonists for sure, but that doesn't yeah. make them morally evil. That, that the moral evil dimension is just not really explored at all. And um, because like part of the moral evil is that they're, exactly, is yeah. that they're like, homosexuals. Yeah. And they're, well, there's also really a dark element where I think we're, was Rubina isn't, uh, he's not homosexual in the, in the novel. He's one of the few. But he's a retard. Yeah. And like, it's implies that like, so tied up in that genius Harkonnen bloodline that the Avengers yeah. are trying to uh, harness throughout a, a large portion of Dune, if it's not a homosexual, you lose like, like the, the, the <laughs> being a weird fag is tied up with being smart. Yeah. Which, yeah. 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 Exactly. Yep, um, and and uh, yeah, that it's it's an interesting. I mean, it, it, there's a lot to say about that too, right? Of of like, I mean, you can kind of see. I've known, I, I've known people. Mo, mo, you know, well, like why doesn't the Baron have an heir? If right. he's not a fag, there's yeah. no reason he shouldn't have like a shitload of kids from him, right? Like, especially for someone who's just sort of morally. I mean, he's. It's not less clear in this film, although I mean, the fact that he's fat maybe speaks to it, but that he just has. He, he just indulges. He's a he's a he's a man of extreme indulgence, yeah. right? Well, if he in, presumably if he indulges himself extremely with food, he would also indulge himself with sex. So where are all the offspring from yeah. all that sex? Well, oh. Why is it your nephew? Like yeah, yeah, like, like, yeah. They, These things are related, right? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could have said some. I mean, that's the interesting thing because yeah, they, he said, oh, his nephew Rabban. I think they said nephew at least twice. Yeah. in the film, could have said son. Well, they also make a deal when. He at one point like says to Raban, "Hey, you're gonna be like the guy. You're the heir." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Raban's like psyched. He's like, "Yeah, Sweet. He's like, oh, totally. great. Yeah, exactly. I'm like the designated guy now. The heir, yeah, the heir designate, right? But like, why is it his nephew? Like, what? Where? You know what I mean? Yeah. You can sort of see, especially why, when know. they make clear that Jessica's not uh, is uh, Leto's wife. Leto's wife. So like, yeah. obviously, but he can still. She still has his heir. Yeah. So that's like that. The legal aspect there is not an issue. Yeah. So like, why? Yeah. Why doesn't the Baron have a son? It's it's an interesting kind of thing hanging over. If, I, I don't know. I, I'm sure Villeneuve... Per- so there's a... Uh, I don't want to do it. In the Dune prequels, what I don't want to do... It's fine. It's fine. There we is a, a explicit... So the Baron is, in the prequels, like even a more degenerate homosexual because he he's more screen time. Yeah. There's like a Dune 50 years minus arc in the uh, one of the prequel series. And the Baron is such a fag. The Avengers, the, so this goes into like how true you want this to be for Dune is kind of up to you because the prequels are kind of a separate thing. Whatever, yeah. But... A Benegest, there are the bloodlines, the Benegest that have bloodlines within them. They need to get Atreides and Harkonnen, and Harkonnen again, this bloodline. They send a, they send like the girl to seduce the Baron, and it doesn't work. He's, <laughs> he's like too much of a fag. Yeah. And being evil, he decides to like rape her and like get off on that because that's all he can do. Yeah. And that, and, and Benegest only needs to happen once. Benegest to have like 
whatever science they can do or tantra stuff they she picks a female heir who is jessica jessica is a mm. a park of blood in the how true you want I that think, to be is, well i vaguely remember something like they remember well, they alluded to her having noble heritage but they don't ever say like Harkin and Noble Heritage. Maybe in some of the sequels, I may be making this up. I vaguely, vaguely remember that she has some hand Carconan ancestry. It's at least implied. Yeah, I'd have to, I'd have to reread Dune and the sequels carefully to see if that's yeah. true or not. Another great but excuse. That's how, like, yeah, that's how much, effect, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's, Which also makes more sense in the for the Jessica having thinking she can have the Kuzat Tatarach is like, why would you need to do Harkonnens tw- if you're trying to like mix these bloodlines? Yeah, you I already have. You don't yeah. need to have Harkonnen twice because I already have the. Yeah, thing. we like she. Yeah. Had, I have to. I could look at the chart and listen. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that speaks like you, 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 you. There, I think it's a mistake. I think pretty much lesbians are all the same, and they they're fake. Lesbianism isn't real. Um, male homosexuality is real, but it needs to be. Anal- it's not all one thing. Like you have basically just. I mean, they're all kind of you know abused as children. Most you know just about all of them abused as children in that factors into it but some of them are pretty much just straight up like there's they they want they're basically vampires like they want to acquire the youth of like young boys right or like prepubescent adolescent boys and that's like their thing yeah the ed buck thing right um i don't think ed buck was bust as a child i think he's 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 a a vampire well he's like from a line of vampires yeah Yeah, he's like an evil jew yeah and like somewhere the long is it confirmed that he's i I know his name is like buck he changes name to get less jewish which is not a thing you do if you're not jewish like i just i don't think he's been but yeah i mean it doesn't really matter but yeah yeah, no i I get what you're saying but yes he probably wasn't molested as a child is the point he's just like like yeah he's 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 a stealing youth from these like yeah I like uh, yeah, and and you see, and then then you see also just like total sexual degenerates who basically like, it's not even that they couldn't have sex with women necessarily. It's just that you know women are kind of naturally, in all senses of the word, naturally um, going to have sex less than. I mean, they they don't have the same kind of, and and that's not enough for them. So they just want to go and have sex more, and they don't particularly care like how, and it's just a pure kind of sexual impulse thing. Um, th- then you have like the Harkonnen thing, which is some weird, I-, I do think that there's an, I could see an aspect of like this kind of, um, w- there's a certain, there's a certain kind of twisted genius. Like there's, there's an intelligence that's at a certain level that's exercised in certain ways. Well, if you want to get deeper, there's like a take that it's also, I'm kind of pulling from the prequels a little, well, actually, there's actually, fine. This, is actually this is the main Dune too as well, is that. So the, the bloodlines of the Harkonnens are like also in the past tied up together. Like they're come yeah. from the same branch. Yeah. And the Harkonnen like kind of insanity is that like it's been made very clear. Like he wants to fuck Paul. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, like yeah. it's not just like he's gay. He's gay for Paul. And like these other things are like a... He's, port, he's like yeah. desiring to like possess... Paul, yeah. Paul and like destroy the Atreides and have Paul. It's like... It's, some, it's, it's more of like... It's, it's like a... No, I, I like the yeah. Baron is a politics obsessed genius, and that like wields a level of control over his sexuality is probably the way to look at it. But also, he's like you know, well, he's a, a degenerate, he's a degenerate pervert morally. Yeah. outside of being like the sex stuff, he is a, yes, uh, and he's sadistic. I mean, and he's like and truly cruel and yeah. yeah. Also, well, him being fat is uh, one of the other things. We'll get about other people things when he rapes the Bajesserate. She actually gives him a like a an STD, effectively mm-hmm, like a mm-hmm, mm-hmm. tantric uh, curse or something like that, <laughs> where, um, like so he would before then he is like a much like Ruben like this kind of Dave Batista type, 
and uh, it makes him unable to like he replaces a certain level of muscle with fat. Like he can't. Um, it makes him unable to be interesting, which probably maybe leads to him becoming just, degenerate. Sure. Um, and there's even more stuff like him, like that's more generic homosexual stuff where like he gets a thrill watching his troops like parade around the square. Oh, <laughs> um, which is like that. Uh, it's more more. Maybe it's just like maybe there is no like maybe it's just a generic. Sure, like an Ernst Rome thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know that that whole side of things. It just. I, I don't. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's not worth analyzing too much, and it definitely. Well, it's a bit more. It's more interesting that they cut it out than that. Like that. It. Right. No. Yeah. No, no. But I mean, analyze. What I mean is analyzing yeah. this like the the nature of male homosexuality. I mean, at a certain point, it's like who cares? Yeah. Um. You can't. You just, it's whatever. You just you just be like, no, go away. Don't do that. And if you do, then you're no longer you know you buy. You can join the Star Decor. <laughs> you, you know, you, you, you join the Penal Battalion of oh, penal exactly yeah. Yeah. Penal Battalion. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but but it was definitely no it, it definitely struck me as you said like it's just all the kind of um it, it's like the harkonnens are evil because the color palette is like black and gray they literally have a goth makeup on yeah and what the f- like yeah it's, it, it's, it's weird it's, and and not that effective um the I mean, other it, yeah but if you're telling if you're targeting like a lower right so the dune right. fan Knows Arcone's a fact and doesn't need to see it confirmed. Like, yeah. I know I, when I watch the Arcone, I assume, oh, it's the fact. Yeah. Like, it's part of who the character yeah. is. Whereas the non Dune fan, who's like literally a little lower IQ, I, I think what people who got bored of this movie are people who are smart otherwise, but not Dune fans, got like bored or, or just didn't care. Whereas, or didn't have somebody to explain it to him, which I'm sure yeah. helps a lot. But like a lower IQ, you know, like the average moviegoer, Fast and Furious fan, is he's like, oh, bad guy. Well, because of the color palette. That's enough to work with. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Definitely. On that note, similarly, like, uh, uh, are you done with you, yeah, you yeah, wanted, yeah. Uh, Maybe to change gears, maybe in the, um, one of the last things I definitely wanted to talk about was, was Chani, Chaney, whatever, this Zendaya character, which, like, I, I mean, there's a whole. Can, can you do a minute on Zendaya real quick? Please. They're memeing her into being the hottest woman ever. Which, but, like, obviously. But no one. But no one. But doing who, the one name thing. She was like Mary Jane and she's like Giselle, except for Giselle is Giselle yeah. and she's not. No. Yeah, no, and she's like, oh, that was like, who posted the meme? It was a really good one. It's like, I'm having dreams with this beautiful woman. It's like, wait, really her, bro? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I guess she used to be in the Disney. Like, what's she was the, a Disney. One last thing. Yeah, yeah, please. What's with like the love interest being upstaged by like, the hero's mom? <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. Well, okay. So, I mean, <laughs> so <laughs> when I first saw the first, okay, so the very first scene that was mentioned is a voiceover by Chani. The, there's, I think at least three, I think I counted four scenes of like Chani kind of smiling in the distance during a dream sequence. It's like, dude, we get it. Like, I mean, leaving aside that she's kind of dumpy looking. She's like, like she's like an average like brown girl. It's like okay, whatever. Yeah. It's fine. She's not like she's just ugly. Not, she's she's fit and she's right. She, you know, she's she's okay as far as that goes. But what what, what I was wanted to say was like my first impression of Rebecca Ferguson, who's playing Lady Jessica in the when and if you see them, she and you see uh, Lady Jessica and Paul at um, during breakfast, and I was like mm, Jessica's supposed to be more attractive, and and she's supposed to be like a beautiful woman i'm like oh well maybe it's not quite fair because she's like you know it's like first thing in the morning and she's obviously not wearing makeup and which is good I, I like that decision i think that was a well or at least she's made up in a way to make it look yeah. like she's not making whatever but the point is like that's how it's like okay fine then as you know the movie progresses you see her and more i'm like oh actually no this is actually a very 
never mind. I was wrong. You know, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, yes, she suffers. Uh, Ch- the Chinese suffers incredibly by comparison with Lady Jessica. It just doesn't. And and, and, and you see efforts to make like the still suit like a hot thing, and it it's just like doesn't work. It doesn't yeah. really. It's, it looks kind of mannish because you know, unfortunately, she's got you know not her not. It's not her fault. Her fault. She has a very masculine jaw, and when she's in like a suit of rubber armor, <laughs> yeah, it looks like Wolverine more than you know like yeah. a hot chick. And I'm just like whatever. It's, the, the 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 noteworthy thing. Like so, I don't know how much of this was part of this like Hollywood Jew strategy of trying to meme Zendaya. Uh, which I don't think that's not even her real name, is it? I, I don't know where it doesn't. I really don't care. I actually have, but but I just find it funny that they're trying to meme her as this thing. Um, the the thing that annoyed me more, even as just a viewer of a movie, than as someone who's a fan of the source material, is like, okay, obviously, is yeah, Paul has some visions of Chani, and she's in certain ways an important character, but she's in no way a narrative focus. She's just not. Uh. Like Paul falls in love with her, whatever. You know, there's she she famously gets the last line in the novel, you know, history will call us wives. About, you know, I'm okay, cause cause, you know, Paul has to marry the daughter of the emperor and ascend the throne. So the you know, Irulan is his wife, but he doesn't really give a shit about Irulan. The one he cares about is Chani, who's his concubine, like his father's, you know, concubine was his main squeeze what is a top sadie <laughs> thomas seven seven sevenism uh yes top sadie is is the concubine and you know quote unquote history will call us wives okay fine but like she rarely she doesn't really have much to say in the novel she's kind of just there as his love interest like the most important thing she does is be fremen right which is important but like, and, well and be leah kind's daughter yeah right like but that's almost like even in the novel it's very secondary in the like it's it's even it's is it even brought up in the first in the movie like at all? No, but that she's Leah Kynes' daughter. Yeah, no, it's no. not. It's like you would have no idea. And like, how, and why would you give a shit? To, if you watch the next movie, yeah. Say, like, hey, remember that? Remember that chick that died? <laughs> yeah, that was her, right. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. her. That was my mom. Yeah, yeah like it, it just it's, it's. I'm curious how that'll work, but uh, but also it, yeah, that's even kind of how it's the novel. Like it's that's what I'm saying. It's just kind of an afterthought. Johnny isn't defined. She being doesn't his have agency. Or... She barely has any. She doesn't really have any agency. Yeah. She's something. She's she's like a totem or whatever. Like what is this? The the put the object ah in the Lacanian sense of like she's she's something that or like a MacGuffin almost that um she's something that uh that 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 uh like because clearly there's 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 James is into her so there was like a rival like, like a love like a love triangle not even love love triangle is the wrong way to think of it it's just kind of like male rivalry over female sex object thing going on. Um, and then she, her, she's like, she, yeah, she's like, oh, she goes like, oh, she introduces Paul to like the, yeah, she's the, like his like kind of guide almost to the Fremen culture yeah. in certain ways. But like anyone, any Fremen could, a, a, a dude could have done that. And yeah. it maybe would have been more believable, you yeah. know, like not to knock Frank Herbert, but like he could have had a male Fremen friend yeah. do well, that I think role. It's just more you know? important that she is a love interest and she's a local as opposed to like, right. To create tension with the, and like for certain values of she's highborn for certain values of highborn yeah. kind of right or she yeah she's 
yeah, whatever. Yeah. There's a lot of like Lawrence of Arabia going off yes. stuff going on, and that's. But she she doesn't really have any agency. She doesn't really have any narrative point. There's very little like story wise that she does that's important. She like the 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 main thing she well, does is Dune Part Two. Going to be her giving like Howard Zinn speeches oh my about God. Like, I'm gonna, like that's what that's what I'm worried about. Yeah, <laughs> I could you could easily see this going off the rails with the with the Part Two, yeah. especially with the way the political landscape. This was probably greenlit 2015 2016. Would have been filmed 2017 2018. Like and then things, held for COVID. Yeah, to, things have gone off the rails so hard. Like it's easy to see that that like I mean you know I, you could easily see part two just completely going off the rails in a way that that this didn't. I I'm, we'll see I guess. But um, she just the point though is like she just doesn't do much as a character. She's just kind of there, and yet the film made an incredible. She made like again she gets the first move. She gets the first uh lines in the film she you keep getting these like i think the last four, line too the last La- line, last line yeah. in the film uh she gets like multiple of the i think four of these dream sequences where he sees her maybe more i don't again i lost track uh and and it's clearly she's she's being held up as a kind of pinup sex object thing for the viewer which is just laughable and uh especially when you have rebecca ferguson there who's like you know quite i mean conventionally you just you know, very beautiful yeah. white woman yeah so it's like it 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 it's um I don't know it was unfortunate and and I feel like that to me the Leah Kynes casting at a certain level I can I'm willing to blame the not that any of this matters or who cares and who there's no way to know but in my mind that's more on the producers uh this the the, the emphasis on Cheney is more on um on the director. Uh, I, I think. I mean, he, I don't think the producers are forcing him to have all these dream sequences and like take the particular shots that he took and to really play her up in, in, in both the script so and the, if you and the want camera. A meme narrative, like critics and like what, when they say the public demands more strength, like more pause, yeah. they're doing that with fans are pissed and don't got seven minutes of screen time. <laughs> it's like, no, not, not at all. Like, are they saying that? Yeah. The, that's the, a the, narrative. The Cheney wanted, the, fans a, wanted Cheney to get more screen time. That's a lot. La- it's like a Twitter like, demands thing. It's like one of those like, Oh God. No, that was actually, honestly, as, as a, as a, again, a fan of the source material, that was like real, like at that level of, that was my main, because again, Cheney's just not an emphasis in the novel. Like she gets a couple like, you know, zing, she gets and not in that first part. She's not in the first part at all. Yeah, exactly. He's just like literally not even a character. Like it's just basically not mentioned. He has. Does he even have? I don't. It's been a while. Also, like I don't want to give. He has the Howard's engine doesn't make sense with the fucking Fremen because they're <laughs> they don't have that. It's not their worldview. No, they're an honor culture. They're an extremely violent honor culture. And they're like, but like it's like the occupation isn't bad because it's like exploiting them. Like they could they would do it stealing, if they could. Like yeah. they're stealing our spice and the Fremen like like the Fremen in the, even in the movie reference like that that opening narrative is like yeah I don't care if you run the spice hauler so you can take. Sure. Just like, leave us alone. And that yeah. they kind of like you kind of get that from from Stilgar uh, in, yeah. in the film. He's like, look, you do whatever you want to do. Just leave us the fuck alone. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, can I run my spice heart? Yeah, sure, dude. Like <laughs> you jerking off in the desert with a fucking with a fucking tractor. Like that's your prop. Like they, you know, yeah. like just leave, just stay away from our land. Yeah. Like, we have like these villages. Don't go in them. And like parts of the desert, maybe yeah. you know. And and then and then, and then like so this, they fight the Harkonnens because Harkonnens are like. Fucking with them, yeah, and, and also because they like, they want, they there are also it's they 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 totally cut off the, uh, they call them like the vill was it Creech and village or Cree, or desert and village where there's yeah right there's yes. a, a, yes. a in the fremen there's a differentiation between like the true fremen who live in the in the desert and then the fremen who live in the imperial towns right but they intermarry and they have like they're not it's like you know. uh 
it's like an Iraq, right? Where they're like, there's, there's a level of intermarriage between these things and they're not hostile. And there are like true blue Fremen in the cities and there are formerly village people in the desert. So it makes sense that like, oh, the, the Harkonnen are brutal and oppressors in the village. So therefore like the, the real Fremen come and like sort things out when they get to, and that causes conflict. Whereas like they're, they're stealing our oil thing. That's making fucking like, for what like what is the value of the spice yeah. like like well the, for the, it's the literally Fremen, in yeah. the air like, yeah well, the Fremen have all the spice they need it's yeah. kind of understood it's really, like it's even like a, not a thing to them like yeah. right it's like it's it's like living in a fish tank right like yeah they just have they just have it's, all the they it's could what want. they it's what they yeah. breathe right and the only they they, they they I think the only real specific need they have for refined spice not and they have I think as I recall their own refining methods is not even that they need the Imperials to do that is for their cer- certain religious circum cer- uh, ceremonies. But they have more than enough for that too. Like if they want to do the water of life bit, like, yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's in, in the... they just have plenty. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not an issue. So yeah, it, it's a kind of interesting. Um, yeah, that that stuff doesn't doesn't work at all. Um, also, it's like don't understand fanatic. Like people don't understand the fucking Taliban or the fucking right. or the or You're Hezbollah, right. right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So like I understand Hezbollah. No, but, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, 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 oof. but like. But right, no, the, as the, like people just think they're like, not oh, they're mad just... about the fucking oil, right? They never, it's never been about the oil. No, they're mad about our freedom. Yeah, it's never. Been, <laughs> it's like it's, it's they never... hate us for our freedom. It's never. It was never about the oil. It was yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, real quick, I guess we're kind of wrapping it up. Yeah, uh, Paul was great. Great casting. Uh, yeah, I got. To, I saw. I, I, uh, people are... My first comment to Mrs. DK as we were watching this, I was like, Paul is too pretty, and Lady Jessica isn't pretty enough. Um, yeah, but also like, <laughs> so in the once again returning to the book. Paul is both only 15 and yeah. like they say, is he really 15? Like he's undersized. He looks like he's too yeah. under, like he's malnourished. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like he was like a, a very little scrawny kid, small 15 yeah. year old and very uh, smart, but, but scrawny. Yes. Yeah. Um, no. And I take it. I mean, lady Jessica, I don't know what, maybe it was just, I was coming into it too negative or something, but she, I definitely was like, Oh, as the film went on, I was like, Oh no, she's not, she's just pretty enough. But, uh, yeah, I think the casting of Paul was, was good. And he's a good actor. I'm yeah. going to say whatever you, I don't know what his, deal is the, but he, the, he plays the role there well. were things direction like they have to make him less confident paul was like extremely self-assured they introduce a lot more doubt which make more sense to the audience of like but paul paul is like uh there's like a thing like with oh with, you, hey we've been secretly training to do be a mentat you can't know for the first like half of your life's training like you did you like realize it and then accept it and continue on and he's like okay yeah like he, he's like okay i'm this guy okay i'm you know this is all going on and that's that um paul as a character isn't he's like he's he's not that he doesn't question like in later on actually it's a kind of i guess later in the later dune books there is more of the big brain questioning like am i really the chosen one and all this yeah, stuff but then yeah. like but then they also like he like by that point by then they do introduce the questioning self-doubt he's like literally the chosen one and like ascends <laughs> to like planes of existence blah blah blah, blah. Yeah. you know it's like to where even like the self-doubt at that point makes a little bit of sense and then he does it and introducing like, well, I don't, want, I don't really want to be the space Hitler, <laughs> space Messiah, yeah, yeah, space Hitler, yes, yeah, uh, and sort, yeah, basically, I mean, yeah, and like, I don't, I didn't get to the scene. I want quick, a quick post watching reread the fight. What is, what the, what's the Fremen's name? When he fights the the black guy, Jameis, Jameis, yeah. Um, I when I read that the first time, and on the rereads, and I'm able to try because I didn't like. And he's hesitant. He had never killed somebody before that is noted in the movie. I never got in the, so in the, in the there movie, there was no hesitancy to in kill. In the movie, he yeah. hesitates because he's trying to pierce his guy's he's yeah. shield 
and he's like and they're, they're like is he fucking with this guy like but the Herman don't understand like how yeah how the where yeah, they fight how yeah. the shield whereas in the movie uh it's they say oh he's like trying to get him to like surrender which is very different, like completely different. Complete, yeah. like he is trying yeah. to kill that guy, but his yeah. technique, and then he realizes, oh, I can just stab the guy, right? And it's, yeah, it's done. Whereas, where, yeah, so it, maybe just to to break it down for whoever yeah. in the audience, so like, yeah, so Paul's been trained because they have the shield out. You know, the slow blade penetrates the shield, and they have these shields that are basically going to deflect any kind of projectile or any kind of fast moving anything. But so you need to like, and it's explained they have this whole technique to it. Where you got to go fast up to the shield. For obvious reasons, you know, otherwise, you know, just because it's part of fighting, but then slow through the shield and then, you know, deliver the killing strike. Um, so there's this whole technique of like fast, slow, fast kind of kind of rhythm. Um, and it's like a dance, you know, it's very, very uh, almost choreographed. Uh, so, so yeah, and, and the, the fight in the book is very much like, you know, Paul's fighting the way he's been trained basically again from birth to fight, which is using this kind of fast, slow, fast thing. And you kind of test out the shield. Cause you, the whole point is you got to penetrate the shield and you need a very, very particular technique in order to do that. Um, whereas the Fremen don't have shield, so they don't have this problem. Um, and yeah. And, and so it's just like, you know, they think he's fucking with him, but just because it's like, he's doing these weird things. Like what the fuck is he doing? Well, he does like the slow thing and he cuts him a couple of times. Doesn't like, yeah. they're not finishing hits. And they're like, what is this? Like what? what yeah. This like sadistic fuck. Like what they, they're concerned. Like, <laughs> is he like evil? Yeah. Right. And that versus like, yeah. And, and then he's in too the, pussy to kill this guy. <laughs> right. In the, in the film, it's, it's just like, Oh, you know, he, he even at, which I don't think that was, which in is the, also like this hesitant to kill. Was, was there this, do you yield in the book? I don't remember. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. But also, like, there's because like, hey, it's, they they also announced, hey, it's a death battle before the like, right, exactly. The guy, goes, the guy even goes in before. Just make, why is Paul doing the yield thing? It's like, they, they announced, hey, this is a death it's thing a, to the fight. There's to the death. Yeah, there's no, and yeah. like they make an announcement. They made an announcement. Like you don't have any yeah. excuse to do this yield shit. Right. Well, um, yeah. Whereas in the film, it's kind of like a dramatic moment toward yeah. the end. Or is like, you know, he's like, do you yield? And he's like, there's no yielding. Like, yeah, you, it's but, not, but it's like, but that's not, not in one the, of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Um, but the shields were great in the movie. The shields I the only I don't even, I wouldn't even say this is like it's not a bad critique because I, I agree the shields were done fantastically well. My only thing is I I understand why they, so the whole thing was basically it was like the shields are flashing blue if they're working and flashing red if they're being penetrated, which is a little too on the nose for me. Like I I mean I, I but get, for a value of who's winning a fight it makes sense. It it, it very very it's a huge visual aid to the to the viewer it's a huge it's just a it's a very ni- nice easy solution to this problem of like some making something that could be extremely chaotic or or you know unclear making it very clear sort of what exactly is happening at any given frame um so that's good that it, it's just as a as, I, to me it was like a little video gamey it was like i don't know it was it was sort of i mean it was just on the nose but it wasn't bad it was yeah. just like i think know, my, my issue with the shields so they didn't do the uh Slow, fast, fast thing, very good. No, and all. they also didn't explain the bit about laser. It's like, it's, they were suggested like sometimes shields get pierced by knives. Yeah, I was like, well, but because like but they said the slow blade penetrates no, the shield, it, but, like, but they when didn't. They showed, like, when they showed fights, yeah. they would just show guys falling over. Like a guy would take a very fast swipe at a guy, and, and it would just take work. his head and like yeah, it would, and it would just it would just penetrate. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they didn't do at all the thing about like you can't shoot lasers at shields or there's going to be a nuclear explosion. Yeah. like that was just. And there's actually <laughs> a point where like Paul is laser is getting shot with a laser, right? And has a shield and like. <laughs> They don't because he like it's implied like, the laser just like why like in the movie it makes sense why you're not using lasers all the time right because they don't explain it and there are lasers that are like better than yes that can kill you and you know they're used in combat in this in this thing yeah it was just another kind of I mean again but you 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 can hardly fault um you can hardly fault Villeneuve for 
I mean, it's just, it, yeah. it, it, again, this speaks ultimately, to, to me, this speaks ultimately to just the limitations, the inherent limitations of visual audio, visual audio media as a format. Like, you're never going to be able to get that level of depth or detail. You're, it's just never going to happen. It's not possible. Yeah. It's not. So, so one of the ways they show it in the Dune prequels, because they do this, one of the things like the Discovery of the Shields, and because they're like the boot. Bootlerians, they don't, they can't use like robots to test the shit, <laughs> so they get like they put up a shield generator and just like a guy, like a volunteer Ooh. on like an, on like an on the asteroid belt of this system. Okay, and, like, like hey, like the math shows it's gonna cause an explosion, so <laughs> and then they just do it because it's a book. Was he like a prisoner or was it something? There was it was a slave. It was some level, some, yeah, some kind of yeah. Dune person who could die, right? You know, also it's like he's not an aristocrat, so in in the Dune universe, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, the not. mooks are mooks, right? And uh. But like the scene is like they blow an asteroid up with a nuclear explosion to test this. Just to see the make sure that this yeah. is what's gonna happen. Yeah, because they like they're, 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 they're actually like the math whenever this. this we can't <laughs> use these personal shields against the robots because Yeah, that's what's gonna yeah, happen. Yeah. Interesting. And they I'll, and I'll the, have to read the the, the books yeah. take it on. Of course the new Donald takes on faith that you can't You well, it's just understood. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean I, yeah, I mean it's just completely understood. Yeah. Like yeah. Well, you know, why yeah. And then they do it the, later on. Also, how the fuck are they gonna do it in the third like say the third of the trilogy when they use they use a shield generator explosion for the in the when the Harkonnens uh, yeah strongholds attack. I guess they'll just have to they wait till they get the sandworms in right. Is, is I they, guess they blow up in the shield yeah. wall. Like, I can call it, it's called it's called the shield wall. Something like there's like that. a under desert mountain range that right. keeps this area safe from yeah, worms. Yeah, right from the worms and they and, then, yeah. and they have a they put a personal shield there and a laser and just pop it. I, I I think they'll just have to explain it at that point or something or like but, but, yeah. But the people are gonna it's an interesting question right like. Yeah. Uh, I just my I just hope that that there's enough kind of editorial independence on the part of Villeneuve that he's able to continue with his vision, which I don't. I have a lot of doubt on that score. But even if he doesn't, you know, I I think um, on the whole, as an as an adaptation of at least this first half of the novel, it it's hard for me to see. I think I saw Hank Oslo saying something very similar on Twitter, like this is basically as good as you are oh, yeah, ever yeah. gonna get. Like okay, like the Leah Kynes thing notwithstanding. You're not gonna get a. Yeah, the ornithopters look real good. Yeah, ornithopters. Everything looks real. All the practical effects stuff, or at least look what would seem like uh, practical effects. Effect. Effects uh, generally, yes, yeah. were all quite good. Um, I like that there was a touch. Of all the ornithopters, the instrumentation was entirely analog. There were there were no digital anything, which is like okay, cool, good. You can yeah. get it, you know. Um, yeah, all, all that kind of stuff. There was a lot of attention to detail with the mentats, with the with the doctors, you know, black diamond, with the ornithopters, with with everything. It was. Clearly, there was a lot of uh, you know care had been taken to to sort of um, you know appeal to the to the Dune fans in the in the theater audience and good 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 you know good for them. So um, yeah, did did you have anything else or was there any other bases you wanted to? No, also say it's probably the best ever to get like the starter core best starter core post. You know, it's they're they're oh yeah they were great. I th- there was yes the the representation there was a little more. I don't know how much of that was like. I mean, they cut the shooting yeah, angle, Persian angle from it, but like other than that, yeah. But they did. A, I, that's true. But they, I think they did a really good job of like these are kind of brutal, fanatical, personal devotees of the emperor. Yeah. And 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 at one point, like I think the leader of one of the battalions, the kind of the only Sardaukar who gets speaking lines, was like, you know, you betrayed the emperor. It was like, and and it was just sort of like that in and of itself is like, yeah. Okay, you get to die because well, you, also you know. the, the one he's like it's implied because they're like honorable like, because you don't need us for this fight it's yeah, the trade. Right. like well you have to it's like i guess i have it's like and then he's like well, then, then as soon as the emperor's like okay yeah let's do it like the emperor said so yeah so he's pissed that he has to do it yeah and then, like the guy invokes 
the emperor, the emperor's worried. Yeah. Like, and he gets, he's like, he actually gets visibly excited for it. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is like a. Like yeah. I thought that's like the also very forty k. Yeah, like the, the, the personal, like the personal. Yes. Yeah, loyalty, which is a, also Starcore Janissaries, obviously. Yes. Which is a, that's or the, the Praetorian Guard. I mean, I think there's another I, kind of. They're thing. Like raised from fanaticism because Praetorians are like kind of mercantile. Well, they're also they're like much more, they're, they're, they're not very, above assassinating an emperor. They yeah. Don't Whereas like, the Janus, they, they, yeah. they get things closer. Yeah. Janissary analog. Yes. Yeah, I think that's right. Um. Anyway, so. Uh, yeah, on the whole, definitely watch this on Telegram. Um, don't pay for it, but I think it's, it's if you like Dune, you'll probably like this film. If you don't, um, I'm curious to hear. But anyway, um, yeah, hope you have enjoyed. Uh, and in the meantime, always remember that sandworms cannot eat guild cargo ships. Look up Dancing Harkonnen.